Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, 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 how about that? It's the best show. Bed music. You know that music. That means it's the best show, but guys, it's not the normal best show. I know some of you are right now mad because it's not live on your computer on the Tuesday night like it usually is. Well, well, I'm away. That's why it's not. I'm in Los Angeles. You know, Lipstick City. I'm out here doing my thing. So uh, we did the, we're doing the show, we're doing it from the uh, amazing Earwolf Studios, which thanks to Earwolf for providing their awesome facilities to us yet again. So nice. And now we're doing the show, but when you're like, okay, I can't call in. I thought I could do the worst 100 fictional characters of all time. I'll pick that back up. Don't worry. Where do you think I'm going? I bought all this equipment. I have no choice in the matter now. I'm stuck doing this show for the next 15 years just to pay off the garbage I bought. I got no choice. It's like a house. I got a, it's like people paying off a house. So yeah, don't worry. We'll get to it next week. Best shows will be back. There'll be plenty of chances. We'll do... Best 100, worst 100, most boring 100. So you'll be just like, well, and then we'll just end up, by the time we're done, we'll be, we'll do the best of the 100 lists we did. That's how many of these things we're going to do. It's going to be a it's going to be 400 of them. We'll have to pick the best 100 of the best 100. Oh. And if that just doesn't sound like an invitation to new listeners, I don't know what does that. If there isn't anything that doesn't sound like we're casting as wide a net as possible and welcoming as many new people to the fold, I can't imagine how that wouldn't do that. Uh, so yes, I'm in Los Angeles. We're at Earwolf. We, what do you say we, Tom? What's we mean? Well, we, for example, I have uh, two guests with me tonight. I have, as always, when, when we do these shows from uh, Los Angeles, uh, you're now my co-host. I'm going to say for these Lisa Jane Persky you know her she is an actor she's an author a writer a photographer what else are you a Toriador a Toriador Lisa Jane Persky thank you so much for coming down thank you so much for having me I appreciate it what's been going on well you know people just dropping like flies basically we have weird weather here. A good way or a bad so way? So Hollywood. Well, I don't know about you, but in my life, it seems that people drop dead when it's 104 mm-hmm. degrees or over. And, you know, so you're standing in, you know, the most uncomfortable circumstances trying to keep pe- other people from falling into open graves. Sure. <laughs> now, this really. 
Aren't you glad you asked? Everyone, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the best show. <laughs> if you were on the bubble, I don't know <laughs> about coming, joining the family. Now, <laughs> this, the fact that clearly there are going to be an infinite number of these shows combined with uh, the, I don't know about you, but everyone seems to be dying thing, which unfortunately I can agree with. Who wouldn't want this in their podcast? And we're sure you like to listen to that podcast where they say things about, uh, I saw the, I went to see Inside Out and it was great, but I didn't like Ted too. Okay. So put that one on ice. Enjoy. Come to this side of the street where it's just. This is the show that makes you appreciate what you currently have, is what, how I look at it. This is like, you look and you're just like, wow, like maybe I'm doing better than I thought I was. I'm, I gotta hold on to what I got, right? Right? You know what that's like, Lisa. Sure. No, when you, when you, with, here's. White knuckling and. Yeah. Yeah. Do people call you just Lisa? Yes, they do. Or do they call you? I call you LJP. That's how we sort of the dividing line between, you know, friends from the past and mm-hmm. friends of okay. now. Uh-huh. Okay. Just the Lisa from the old days and the... Sure. But I, uh, you know, I answered almost anything. Okay. Hey, you. <laughs> that seems to Lady. Work. Yo. Lady. And also joining us tonight, he is an actor and a writer. And one of the top club comedians. Club, is that a, no, you're a comedian or. A comedian or. A, a, a joke or. A, jo- a joke or. Yes. A joke or. That sounds like a company that would like, it, like, dad just got a job. He's working for Joe Core. Joe Core. And it's like, yeah, Joe Core apparently, uh, it's out of business. It's, uh, they provide huge three-ring notebooks full of one-liners for morning DJs. Every month, uh-huh. you get a new, and they just send you the big <laughs> three-ring binder uh, at the beginning, and then every month, you get new pages already punched that you add in okay. to keep yourself fresh. Just to keep the thing, but it does it have things every, like when you're just flipping, you're just like for the morning show, and they're just like, all right, it's uh, Fleet Week. Yeah. Got Fleet Week jokes. <laughs> Where's the, let's do our Fleet Week stuff. Where's, yeah. where's the Fleet Week stuff yeah. that's coming up? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go over this Fleet Week thing and let's uh, let's kind of update a couple of these references. Uh, we're currently not in Vietnam right now, so let's <laughs> let's take anything that says about our boys in Vietnam and uh, let's kind of we can the the, the, the Spiro T Agnew ramp up to the Beatles song "Money." It was uh, it does fit. Subject-wise, timely-wise, maybe a little stale. Yeah. Patton Oswalt is here. Gotta Hello. Gotta say who you are. Hello, tomorrow. Thank you all both for coming out for this. This is very exciting to Thanks have you coming. here. Well, I mean, especially with all these people dying and just this so gloomy. And well, I just wanted to get you guys on <laughs> quick before you both feel <laughs> over. That's, I'm just trying to do... Well, I was trying to just match Lisa's energy the way she kicked this off. I mean, yeah. she, brought, oh, yeah. she brought the party. I don't want to. No. I don't want to. want to stop it. Yeah, keep the party going. <laughs> and you, ever you don't hear- listen to the best show. You survive it. <laughs> yes. 
Hey, Scooter, you're supposed to hit the the, the lightning bolt sound effect, and then you hit that. Yeah. We'll do that again. Yeah, we'll yeah. edit that out. And then uh, punch me up, ramp the uh, <laughs> voice of God thing. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Why do you fight? I gave you paradise, <laughs> and you fight. <sighs> now that uh, we're not doing that. Can you imagine being on... What do you think would be more hellish to be a... To do a morning... Like four hours of morning radio every day. Mm -hmm. Or to be a mailman who only had to lug... Like every day you finish like, all right, my mail truck's empty. Mm -hmm. Going back now. And then like you have to go back in the morning and it's packed again. Yeah. No matter what you do. Oh, yeah. There's no finally finishing... I never beat this thing. Just roll with Sisyphus. Well, okay, here's what I was actually wondering. What would be worse? To be to be uh, uh, a greeter or a barista? To, in other words, someone in the service industry that has to put on and present a smiling face to every customer that comes in. Or a morning drive time DJ when some massive horrible disaster goes down like a 9-11 what would be the worst position what would be the worst the worst place to be in when that's going on to where you have to uh the one thing about a morning dj is that they have the luxury of just being artificial on every level so now they can just be like this is sad. Even if they're not sad, <laughs> if they talk about how sad they are. Just, just like a week ago, they talked about how happy they were, and they weren't happy. Yeah, yeah, it's all, fa- yeah, it's all, they're all dead. Yeah. This is a sad time. And the guy's mm-hmm. just like, I don't care what yeah. this None <laughs> of this I don't matters. know what's happening. Yeah. None of this matters anymore. But that would be, I mean, I wonder if like a mailman has to like, uh, or a mail carrier. Sorry. Whoa. wonder if Here a mail carrier... <laughs> has to, uh, has to. I was getting the sideways glint. No, I was not getting a sideways glint <laughs> from Lisa. The, do you, I wonder if there's just games you come up with within that in a way where you're just like, all right, I need to just do all the packages that are, <laughs> in, <laughs> I'm gonna just do all the ones, these, these, these mailers that are, uh, I'm gonna do all the penny savers. On the bottom of the pile right, of mail right, today, yeah. like make it, was, it interesting. Yeah, like, I had an actual Terry Thomas style singing and dancing mailman for a number of years when I first moved out. Mm-hmm. He was he looked just like Terry Thomas. No kidding. And he would always arrive whistling, and he would perform for you, mm-hmm. and, and it was it seemed like I was living in some surreal. Land. Yeah. Did, did you leave him a nice card at Christmas? When he retired, I wrote him a poem and oh. and I cried because you know I knew yeah. I would never ever right. have a literate oh. or let alone singing dancing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen. And you... then he came back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had to. Had to... <laughs> Three years yeah. later, he came back in a trailer and asked if he could park in front of my house and borrow some water. And then you were like, this is not as charming as it was before. Yeah, <laughs> you're, this, uh, you're, you're upsetting me a little. Now I'm in a Hal Hartley yeah. film all of a sudden. I, I missed him, but. Yeah. Well, I wonder if mailmen, mail carriers, thank you, sorry, 
have uh, anxiety dreams where they, you know, when you, when you wake up but you're half awake and half dreaming. So he has a dream where he delivers all the mail, but then wakes up and realizes, oh no, the morning's actually just start. You know, because you can yeah. fall asleep for a minute and dream an hour's worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you dream like yeah, and then, but then you like wake up and you're just like, there's that moment when you wake up from a good dream and you're just like. Oh, okay. That didn't happen. And those are those are always, you know people in dreams are like in movies. It's always like, huh? What? What is it, honey? Oh, I just thought I was being like. In my experience, either I'm usually I wake up and I'm just like, what? Oh, okay. I'm not being hunted by someone. Oh. Like, it's just a slow, quiet realization that you were not, like, when you're piecing it together. But then there's also that time when you're just like, you wake up, you're really just like, yeah, I didn't hit the lottery twice like I did in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, somehow in my dream, I hit it twice, and then, oh, this is the same house I went to bed in. I'm not in the dream world. Yeah, that, uh... Again, welcome, new listeners, to this fun <laughs> sleep paralysis, the next topic on the table. Who this gets whole, it? The show feels like This American Life committed suicide. Like, that's yeah. how, if This American Life could kill itself, it would yeah. sound like this. Well, it's like, yeah, we're trying. This is pretty much an audition episode to get on uh, <laughs> Lars von Trier's new podcast network. He's, uh... <laughs> what would the amenities be? Like... For the his swag, thing. The, like oh, swag yeah. Bag. oh yeah, oh yeah. What would be in his swag bag? <laughs> be like a gun holster, mm-hmm. something. Just the holster, though. Yeah, and just was... for you to contemplate. <laughs> just look at this empty holster. <laughs> exactly. What could what could you fill this yes. with? Yeah, just yeah, just an empty holster. But then it's what if it's also? But then he still has to have like a bag of like of like uh, kettle corn <laughs> in it too. He's like, look, I still. Have to sell ads on this thing, <laughs> so I got my uh, yes. The holster appeals to certain people. <laughs> the haunting empty holster mm-hmm. with the company logo on it, which would be like pod podgenocht, like mm-hmm. I don't know German, but it would be like <laughs> it would have like <laughs> definitely a pod in it, and yeah. then some. The other half would be like a scary German word, yeah. but P A A D with an umlaut over one of the A's. That would be the pod. <laughs> part and yeah. then there'd also be a, a torn out page of uh, like a half torn out spiral notebook page of art that someone in an insane asylum had done but you get uh-huh. half of the piece of art that's also in the swag bag <laughs> uh it's yeah. all just really creepy a, a weird yeah. photograph from the 70s it's kind of half faded out that old polaroid that's like 70 of, of like a nice family like on a picnic but then there's something in the background you can't quite do something looming yes something bad and then also a thing saying that because uh, it's a combination of both worlds to so just be like the it is the shows are about the infinite sadness and also Rob Riggle has a football show on the network. <laughs> like he's still trying to like play both sides of it. Or, but just so you know, Rob Riggle's NFL sports, his new show, Sports Maniacs, is on the network. Yeah. And, uh, 
uh, uh, Brownholer and uh, uh, Ricky Lindholm have uh, it's uh, it, it's the it's called it's the journey, mm-hmm. and it's a show where they dissect each journey song every week. <laughs> they go through yeah. the whole catalog. It's not the destination; it's the journey. Mm-hmm. And then there's a show by someone who's just like this person is n- uh, never walked, and they're doing <laughs> the show about pain. And then it's like, or you can listen. Andy Milanakis does freestyle raps <laughs> on his his we, show. We have a show uh, that is an omnidirectional microphone that we place in the hallway of a nursing home where uh, every it is on visiting day, and it's the floor of people who do not receive visitors, and you can. But, but, but you can't really make out. It's no one actually talking, Mike. You can just hear through muffled doors someone kind of crying and somebody yelling. And it's just really super disturbing. <laughs> so an hour an hour of ambient nursing home sounds on visitor's day when the children have not come. <laughs> that would be one of the shows. Oh, I you know, you're in a hospital and then like I had this thing when I had a kidney stone and then I had to go to the hospital. For it, and then like the guy in the bed next to me was oh, like, God. kept yelling about how he was scared that like a lion was going to kill him. Wow! Because he was like he was like an African guy who, but he was just like kept talking about this lion, the lion, and I was like, oh. oh. Well, again, welcome to the fun <laughs> I- the party. I hope everyone's laughing it up. There you go. I had not had occasion to be in a hospital in a long, long time Good. until recently. Oh, no. Until, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm really on to the, uh, um, the stations where they have every fi- five feet, there's another station with the Purell. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I felt very clean, but. You get hooked on it. I didn't want to sit down anywhere, you know? Yeah. Hooked I remember on. when I was a kid, some friend of mine had to go to the hospital for something. It wasn't serious, but my friends. My other friend's mom, and she, I don't think she was mean to be mean, but she was reading, remember all those Hans Holzer books? Hans Holzer, the ghost hunter. He was this okay. guy in the 70s. And he would put out all these paperbacks, and she was really into that, so she would read it. So my friend, and we're like in middle school, by the way, mm-hmm. and he's about to go into the hospital, and she said, um, well, you know what's interesting? Um, I was reading this Hans Holzer. <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's kind of horrible. Uh-huh. You know, the, everyone thinks that, oh, graveyards are haunted. But cemeteries aren't haunted because no one dies in a cemetery. The places that are the most haunted are hospitals and battlefields. Those places are full of ghosts because people die there all the time. Uh-huh. And she's saying this to my middle school age friend who's about to spend a few days in the hospital. And it just, it was a horrible ordeal for him because he just thought of all the ghosts that were around him the whole sure. time. I think that's comforting to say. Your ghost will, if anything goes wrong, look, this is nothing's going to go wrong, but if it does, this is where your ghost will be. Yeah, you get to hang around a hospital. Yeah. There, so, there, there's a TV on. Pretty yeah. ex- a lot of excitement. Yeah. Watching mm-hmm. some judge show. <laughs> a lot so, of daytime TV. Yeah. Just a ghost trapped in a hospital with the TV up in the thing, stuck on just, they always find the worst channel for yeah. the Oh, I, uh, so guys, let's talk about fun stuff. Lisa, you're, Lisa, you're working on your book. I am. Yeah, and your book is about? My book is about, uh, growing up in New York in the 60s and 70s. Um, it's being a kid in Greenwich Village. Watching mm-hmm. people die. 
<laughs> Watching everyone around you die. That happened eventually, yeah, but no. no. Who were some of the characters that you came across in your... Who was the first person where you were like, oh my God, I'm actually meeting this person? Well, uh, well, the first person that comes to mind is we moved into this building when I was um, 11, wh- uh, which was a, a ten- pre-war tenement, and uh, Yoko Ono was and her husband were, were the supers of the building. Wow. And this was Whoa. when she was married to Tony Cox. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, and she was always an extraordinary character. Sure. And yeah. did you know her history at that point at no, all? No, no. She, but she was very, she did, she did interesting things. Um, and what was the happenings. rent? What was the rent every month? A broken teacup or oh, three yeah. butterflies? Yeah. It was, uh, to begin with, I think it was, uh, $45 a month, and when we left, it was 85 mm-hmm. So, So it was not a letter that says, I love you, <laughs> like you couldn't write on a piece of paper. I love you. You had to show her a picture yeah. of, of a heart that you drew in the sand <laughs> that the waves would wash away. That was so, the rent. So Yoko Ono. Yeah, Yoko Ono. Um, but that's somebody you realize later who yeah. that was. No, who, who Jackie was there Curtis, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Candy Darling. Mm-hmm. No uh, kidding. Although, although... Yeah, because yeah. I spent a lot exactly. of time on. I grew up on Christopher Street, mostly Sheridan Square, Christopher Street, and so and I spent a lot of time out on the street. So mm-hmm. basically raised yeah. by all the denizens of mm-hmm. that street. You were raised by the cast of Can't Stop the Music, basically. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It's awesome. One time I was on Christopher Street because uh, Horatio Sands lived down there at one point, and I was going to his place, and then it was next. He was right next to this uh, this bar called One Potato, Two Potato, and I was walking to it, and a guy was hanging out on the sidewalk, and he threw glitter at me. Oh, so important. And then I would like had glitter, and then I had to go home. Like you just go home, you're just like, yeah, I got a weirdest story happened to me. Like makes it seem like you're like, but it's like. That, you've been blessed, though. That's the I blessing swear, of the... I swear, a guy, he threw, <laughs> thrown glitter all over the place. Because that's like... I'm sure there's dudes getting busted going to like... Uh, that almost sounds the way a homophobe would describe the village. Uh-huh. Hey, you go walking down there, you come back, you're covered in glitter. You know, that's yeah. what... But that yeah. really yeah. happened to you. They got guys throwing glitter. <laughs> oh, look, picture dice going down. Yeah. And, and I, I was at the first... Uh, Gay Liberation Day Parade, which was... Wow. This was a very good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this was an awesome week. A week to recall that day. What day, when was that? What year was that? I think it was 70? Yeah. Yeah, 1970. Yeah. Wow. And weren't there... There were still some pretty horrible laws on the books in, in, in 1970. Oh, yeah. One of the... You could shoot someone if you saw them... Saw, if, I can't say it probably, yeah. but yeah, yeah, there were there, what? there and and I think that law was on the books well into the eighties. So wow. I mean, you know, one step forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that whole. Um, it's amazing when you think about what the what the like that whole hard hat riot that went yeah, on, which that is was one of the creepy. things that you don't that just pretty much. I mean, what, it was just these construction. Where, where did they go with it? I don't know that much about it, but the times, the things I, I've read I about the it. The hard hat riot was they were weren't they initially fighting against what they thought were hippies, or was it against gay people? Or 
and they just well, turned a blind eye to. I think the cops just turned a blind yeah, eye. Yeah, like they, they let the it beatings. happen. It was really, yeah. it was so horrific, and and it was it was so, uh, y- you know that that the, the stuff that we condemn other countries for doing for oh that's so barbaric and so, mm-hmm. and it was just happening right in the middle of New York. Yeah, yeah. It, and then now there's like guys. We're at the point where there's like people in where it's like. You know, your dad uh, was a part of uh, funny story about all this uh, gay rights stuff. It's like, uh, you know, what your uncle did. Uh, there was this thing, the hard hat thing. And uh, your uncle was working on a thing and he just started beating the crap out of uh, yeah. all these people he disagreed with. And yeah. the cops uh, just let him do it. He had a, he got a this is a funny part of it. He got a, a wrench from the construction site and he uh, loosened a parking meter. <laughs> so he was swinging it and really did a lot of yeah. damage. I think we had I think we got a picture, but it was a, it was one of those uh, little Kodaks, so it's very blurry. It's not wasn't high speed film, yeah, so but uh, and that's that's his legacy. That's the side of things he ended up on. Like, it, it, it's also it, it is so weird how in a day, in a day, and this happens um, suddenly. There's this whole class of people, this whole narrow minded group of bigoted people that. They, it's not even that they seem antiquated anymore. They seem they instantly became sad and quaint. It was it was like, and I, I think I wrote something about this where it felt like after grunge broke and all, suddenly all the hair metal bands like Warrant and instantly were oh that's for old people. It, it's just mm-hmm. this strange. You don't even like hate them anymore. You just go. You just you literally don't matter. You don't. Matter that that it's that's such a great feeling and such a weird feeling until that, you're one uh, crazy guy who does something really. Well, again, that is that that potential is always there, but I but it would really really made me feel happy not only when it passed and it's the law of the land, yeah. but the fact that they were you know they were reading like Alito and Clarence Thomas and and uh, uh, Scalia's dissents. And people's reactions weren't even horror and disgust. It was, yeah, that's what those guys do. It, it, it was, yeah. it was like you were, it, it was, it was like a guy. Uh, I, I don't know. That that to me, I think, is more terrifying to them than people getting outraged. Oh my god, this is disgusting! Instant. It, it's, it's like we have that uncle that is a horrible racist, and you fight mm-hmm. with him all through high school and college, and then you get a little older, and you go back to Thanksgiving, and you just go. I wonder what he's gonna like. I just want to see what he's gonna say because he doesn't. You realize he he doesn't matter. Yeah, you know that's what's amazing to me. Yeah, that it just yeah, gets that's me. progress. For yeah, sure. yeah, progress is oh, and and the, the most terrifying thing for them is indifference. Is us going? Oh, look at you. What do you, what do you got to say, Antonin? Oh, it's about people gonna marry fire. Okay, yeah, that's what he does. I also loved. Did you read Sean Roberts' dissent? Was essentially. Look, it's not in the constitution, but you're fine, fine. Like he just was <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, What's wrong? It's 2015. <laughs> Good lord, you know. Yeah, that was amazing. And thank you, Ronald Reagan, for appointing Justice Kennedy. It wasn't. Thanks, buddy. He did it. That's why. <laughs> Thanks, that's, Ronnie. That's why he's the greatest president ever. <laughs> Reagan. That yeah, he was. Uh, he was a pretty cool dude. He was in a lot of... The fun thing about him is he was in a lot of movies that people don't know. He was like a movie. He was like... Because the funniest thing is like, who would that be now? Na- who would be like the Reagan of now? It's like, yeah, see, this guy was in 
all these horrible movies. Like he was in it just didn't one movie was worse click. than the next. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be like in in ten years, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. But like if Eric Roberts ran for president, <laughs> people would no, no, because no, actually yeah. that's not a good one because he he was in. He was in some really good movies and yeah. was nominated a bunch of times. I mean, someone that was just there, but you have to be in a uh, movie with an animal, like you know, with like or a, would it be like it would be like if Brendan like, Fraser, Brendan Fraser, Fraser yeah, yeah, yeah. who I was going to be say. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It would be, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, he's a charming, ridiculously yeah. handsome yeah. human being, uh, likable. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he could totally run for president. People go, oh, you know, he was in the. You ever see these mummy movies? He fought yeah. a mummy. And one of them, there were uh, mummies, but they're little monkeys, little monkey mummies. <laughs> he was in a movie with monkey mummies, and he's the president now. Isn't that great? Yeah. And then it would be like his bedtime for Bonzo would be that one movie where he was like fighting with like a skunk and a, oh, furry vengeance, <laughs> and, like a, the squirrels and skunks were attacking him. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, look at the president. He's uh, trying to renovate this house, <laughs> and this one skunk keeps giving him the business. That's that's the guy who's got his uh, finger on the button. That's our president in a porta potty getting pushed down a hill. All these raccoons got together and they built a very primitive lever and they pushed him down the hill in the porta potty. But he doesn't remember it yeah. anymore. He doesn't remember it. No, he he's would. beyond it. People, come on. It's, uh, by that point, it's going to be he. He might not be electable by the uh, because he won't have like ink. Right, like. What's a what's a president <laughs> in 50, yeah, like fifty years from now? It's just gonna be like, I don't know if I can vote for this guy. He's not all inked up. He yeah. he, this this guy doesn't have any ink. Yeah, he, he doesn't have those ear lobe earrings. Yeah, like, the weird. Yeah, there's no there's no tribal scars on yeah. him. Uh, his lip isn't his lip isn't split. Yeah, there's not these weird studs on the that I've never understood that they have the weird pointy studs, but on the corner of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Which is so you just want to keep every person away from you, or it's uh, look. I do not sound older right now. <laughs> I like that stuff. The balls that you implant. Yeah, the thing. weird implants. That's why I'm in town. I didn't want for... to say. <laughs> oh, you're here for a piercing convention. <laughs> well, I'm getting some the things implanted on my head. I was trying to keep it under wraps. You going? You getting some horns? I'm getting a couple horns <laughs> stuck to my head. <laughs> I, but those are my favorite. At some point, there'll be a thing where it's just like if the president, everybody will have so many like compromising photos of themselves. If like yeah. if if that, if that starts when you're 12 now of just dumb photos of you, and then it grows into you being dumb photos of you in the frat ha- in college being drunk with puke all over yourself, right? Or or worse, like. You know, pictures of you when not wearing clothes or whatever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. 
That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. At some point, it will shift to where none of that matters, and then you will be like, I don't know. I haven't seen this. There's no photos of the president <laughs> nude. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust this guy. I still think that's going to be a really long way off, because keep in mind, we had, you know, we had, it was 2012, our first black president was reelected, and Fox News found photos of him in a fedora smoking and thought, well, this is the end for him. This is these photos have surfaced of him in college. You're like, are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. He has a fedora yeah. and a cigarette, and this is going to end his political career. Yeah. I almost didn't vote for him because that. Oh wait, he was the kind of douche who wore yeah, exactly. a fedora. <laughs> like, like, look at this guy. He seems like a load. Like he chose to put a fedora. Like I went the other way. Yeah. With it. Oh God. Dressed oh, like no. Ralph Macchio and teachers. <laughs> that, that's the president? The dumb fedora on? But meanwhile, they think it's just like, man, the president uh, looks like he could be out uh, pimping people out on the streets. Like, no, he just looks like a no, dimwit. God. In a, looks like, like a, that's every theater nerd. He's got yeah. the fedora on. Or every kid who thinks he can buy everyone beer because yeah. he has a bad fake ID. He's wearing my crazy fedora. When's the book done, Lisa? I know that's a I horrible thing fin- to ask. No, I somebody. have to finish by September, so okay. I'm really cranking now. Good, good. And is there a title yet? No. Okay, good. Title. Do TK. you want to title it? Sure. Okay, tell me what it is. This is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. I like it. The Lisa Jane Persky story. <laughs> now, Patton, you have been busy. The last time you were on the show was back at the final WFMU shows. That's right. That's right. And uh, since then, you your second book came out? Second book came out. I came to New York on that book tour, and it was my schedule was so crazy. And you, I don't know if you were up and running at that point in the apartment. No, we, in the just, place. we just missed you. Yeah, I just, and now, it's weird how you're kind of like, you and Donald Trump are in the same boat right now. You bought all this equipment. You mm-hmm. have to do the show now. Yeah. He announced he's going to run for president. NBC is like, well, we're shutting all your other stuff down. Yeah. And you can almost see, you feel him kind of going, I was just going to do this to promote the show. Yeah. And I was going to shut it down, guys. You're not supposed yeah. to. Now I actually actually run. I yeah. can't. I had no plans on running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just trapped now by this thing. It's like, hold on. I can't just dip my toe in this thing, get all the benefits from it, and none of the bad parts of it. You guys actually want me to do this round the clock? I, I can't wait till that first time he has to be in a diner. Yes, yes. And then every person who he wouldn't come within 15 feet is shaking their hand. Now yeah. he has to be just like, it's so nice to meet you, and shake all of their hand. Like, yeah. like. Hey, you have to shake every one of these people. If they reach their hand out. Oh, yeah. Like, and even not only if they reach their hand out, you have to reflexively go to them with your hand yes. out. And for him, that's the opposite of how he's yeah. conducted himself forever. Now he's like, what if I just go in this thing for five minutes and do some thing and then leave? No, you have to stand no. there. <laughs> like, And you've got to do this 15 times a day. That's the other thing, yeah. too, that I'm looking forward to. When he makes a personal appearance, mm-hmm. it's hours to get him looking 
as awful as he it, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> so if he's got to do 10 events in a day and he's only got like 20 minutes in between each one, you're going to just see him begin to unravel. Oh, this is By the end the of the day, he'll look like Bill Murray at the end of Kingpin <laughs> with his just hair flying all yeah, over the place. Yeah, because and the makeup sliding off. Yeah. and Because oh, they couldn't God, get him be- back on the bus <laughs> to completely repair him the way they always do. The way they... The way they... They just, just Dor- like, it'll be Dorian Gray in real time, just right in front of you, coming apart. It, yeah, it's going to be great Ugh. to see him have to go through that stuff. And he does this thing, which I, I've where, where he he always comments on, like when he's at a podium, mm-hmm. he'll say something like. He'll be reading off the teleprompter. It's supposed to be in his voice. So he just goes like, you know, they say, he's be like, educating children is really Im- the most important thing we have. And then he'll go, that's true. <laughs> like he, he comments on, like he's so innately dumb yeah. that he can't hand himself over to realize when he says a thing, he's well. I would say he's innately eager. It's the it's his ego is so outsized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can never be constrained by just what he reads off of a, a screen as being him. He still has to be bigger than that. Exactly. Like, you know that's true. He <laughs> and here's his statement. Here's his statement to his relationship with NBC. This is and this is like signed by him. Um. That's the other thing, too, that I, I – the one thing I do like about him, not as a president, but as someone for me to watch, he clearly does not have a speechwriting team or, or if he has them, he ha- he's hired them just to berate them and ignore them and go, this is crap. I'll write something. Like that's part of his – He's the rogue. Yeah, yeah he has to – yeah, so he's <laughs> – Yeah, he's <laughs> – which I love, which means we get to watch whatever you're about to play. I'm sure it's going to be yeah. delightful. Well, here's him. This is what he wrote. This is, And signed by him. As oh. of today, Donald J. Trump is no longer affiliated with NBC. Mr. Trump stands by his statements on illegal immigration, which are accurate. NBC is weak and, like everybody else, is trying to be politically correct. That is why our country is in serious trouble. Mr. Trump says, this is like in a letter, at, at the end of the letter, it says it's signed by Donald Day, J. Trump. <laughs> but in it, it's Mr. Fantastic. Trump says, I mean, this is like yeah. just stupid. Like, that's just. It's, it's the just, best. Just, Mr. Trump says, we must have strong borders and not let illegal immigrants enter the United States. So he, oh, what a, what a dimwit. And then you go to Atlantic City and you see just the. Every employee at every Trump casino, it's clearly immigrant labor. Everything that he sells in there, yeah. it's all says made in China. Mm-hmm. He has, he has, he's not putting a cent back into the country. No. But again, but, you can't even get outraged by it because it's so easy to – you can disprove anything he says when he's halfway done saying it. You don't need to wait for him to finish it and then go, okay, let me go vet that. As he's saying it, you can go, uh, stop. Actually, I'm sorry. I know that what you're – there's – it's so easy that it's kind of not that part's not fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's realized that you know his his role is that he's he's just for for fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like it's like no, you slid out of like businessman. <laughs> like we're just like this guy is a motivational, like a super success. Everybody knows he's just a 
keeps like gluing these companies together that, <laughs> and then it then it breaks and then he sticks more some band-aids yeah. on it and or, then he sues people and yeah. they just go oh just pay him off it's not yeah. worth it <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, he, or, I won another case yeah. this no, is his only paying gig yeah. was this NBC yeah. gig right yeah, that was yeah. as an actor too, he just lends is... his name to things that he's not an actual um, owner of he just like he's so that name is for sale ever the Trump well, didn't name. he have a a un I'm, I'm making air quotes that university that everyone that went yeah. there ended up suing him because it, it just it was a show game yeah it was not even a Trump literally not a thing Trump, Trump you. you yeah Trump, Trump you <laughs> could you imagine the the kid with no motivation mom dad I uh, get my act together. You guys are right. I'm not. I'm just kind of. I have no focus. Then I was watching television, and I saw this guy. I saw the dean from this university on this program, <laughs> where he started yelling at uh, Dennis Rodman because <laughs> he didn't sell enough hot dogs. <laughs> Because his team didn't sell hot dogs. Yeah, Emmanuel <laughs> Lewis outsold him in hot dogs, <laughs> yes. and he was trying to motivate him. Yeah. So this dean, of this <laughs> this dean, I checked into it. It's like this dean seems like whatever university he's presiding over must be really kind of really speaks to me. So I would like some tuition for this non-existent university that they're going to send me a zip file. <laughs> like, like, this university will send me a zip file. That's the semester. <laughs> Mom, Dad, the thumb drive came. I'm going to trump you. The thumb drive just showed up. Don't get it. Hey, don't get it wet. That's my college semester. Don't get my semester wet. I got to plug yeah. it into, hey, yeah. can I borrow one yeah. of your laptops? Yeah. Can I borrow one of your laptops? I can't open my college. Yeah. I got to take my college down to the library, get on one of their laptops, yeah. Yeah. And start taking Just, course. Yeah. I'm gonna, what's that in your hand? It's my college. <laughs> my friends, I would like to tell you all listening. You know Las Vegas, right? It's a fun place you can go. There's, And it's a place that has something for everybody. You want to go and you want to uh, be an unchained uh, maniac, you go do that there. It's a place for that. You could uh, party. I went there last year. We had our fantasy basketball draft there, and it was a fantastic time. We ate at nice places, and then I played uh, slot machines, and then... Uh, and I saw the Beatles uh, Cirque du Soleil show and I did things like that I, you can do whatever you want with Las Vegas it is what you make of it and that's why the best show tonight is sponsored by Vegas.com and what is Vegas.com well it is a website that is the way for you to book a trip to Las Vegas it's a site put together by Insiders who get the best deals. These are the people who are actually from Vegas, and they work there, and they live there. They even party there. So, And you should know that Vegas.com's proprietary drop watch tool promises the lowest rates on hotels. That monitors prices. It notifies you of changes to ensure you get the best deal. And you can even get the best price guaranteed after you book. You get the best prices, not only on hotels, but shows, tours, and attractions, restaurants. 
and it brings the party to you. And now you go to Vegas.com and you go to the party that they offer. You put your trip together. Vegas.com gives you the best deals on stuff. You go to Vegas.com right now. You click the microphone in the top right corner. You enter in my code, Thomas, T-O-M-S, to receive an extra 10% off everything but the air and hotel packages. That's right, Vegas.com. Click on the microphone to get your bonus savings by using the secret code, Thomas, and you get an extra 10% off, and then you do what you want. You go there, look, I go to casinos, I'm telling you, I go to casinos when I got to, when I got a right, I go to casinos. I go to Atlantic City because that's why I'm from uh, New Jersey. I go down there. You go there. You eat. You, it doesn't shut down. You have fun. You you play uh, the Sex and the City slot machine. They got a Willy Wonka slot machine now that is the most fun. You should have seen the golden eggs I was pulling on that thing. The Flintstone slot machine. I'm pretty good at slot machines. Everyone knows it. I'm a slot machine wizard. But that's what I do with it. You want to go uh, to to uh, to uh, a gentleman's club? You do that, or you can do it. You go and have a nice time, nice PG time. But if you want to do it, you go to Vegas.com and you book your trip. Thomas is the uh, code in the microphone in the top right corner. Thank you. So, um, this is the best show. I'm joined by. Pat Oswalt and Lisa Jane Persky. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we have Brett here. Engineer Brett. Hey there. It's weird to say that. <clears throat> I hear you. I hear people say that about you. You know what I mean? But they say, they say it. They say that in, about me a lot. They say it's like, <laughs> we got Engineer Brett here. And they, but it's like Tom. Don't try to turn him into your AP mic. Don't make this no. like vertigo where you're forcing him into a wig. Put this, put, put this, this wig on. Put this wig on and yeah. drink these drink four cores light. right now. These cores like, <laughs> oh look, look at you. Like, isn't it amazing how vertigo looped around to be like the top movie in movie, like in all the AFI things. It's the number one movie now. Where. Yeah. You, know, you know there was a point where, like, 50 years ago, Vertigo came out? 60 oh, years ago now? hated it. Yeah, where just at that point, it's like, this pile of trash, like, at the studio, just like, what is, Vertigo, 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 like, I want, yeah. like, throwing posters, like, angrily, <laughs> crumpling up anything that says Vertigo on it. Yeah, but I, I really think that at the time, I mean, that movie is so, uh, especially, it's really timely now about... Obsession and trying to make your, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like if Jimmy Stewart's character had had the internet, he would have been cyber stalking that, mm-hmm. uh, that girl. But, um, you know, he, he just didn't have that then. So it was that level of craziness. And it was also this, it was, it's, how do, how do I put this? It's Alfred Hitchcock giving, uh, the public a personal glimpse and, uh, the public going, we real, we don't want to know any of this. Please don't show us any <laughs> no. of this. We're not interested. Oh my God! Why did you just show us this? We enjoyed your films. We thought you were a fun master yeah. of suspense, but clearly you're this damaged perv. Yeah, that knows how to make movies. I thought this was the guy who walked across <laughs> the thing and did the, 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 
crop duster was chasing the people, and then the birds came down, and he's, he's sick. It's scary. Like, he seems like he's not well in yeah, his head. Yeah, just, something's wrong. Because yeah, it's almost like, it's a thing of just like, the master of horror and suspense. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do this time? He did birds, and then he did, <laughs> like, all these things. Like, well, this time it's a creep yeah. who, uh, just super obsessed, can't let it go. Yeah. And, and torments this woman. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of what I do to my actresses, yeah. and it's it's not hard to put it together while you yeah. watch the movie. Yeah. It's very clear that yeah. this is an autobiography, yeah. <laughs> and I've done a terrible job of hiding it. And it's like, oh, tell me more about this villain. Is this like another Norman Bates type? No, this is the this is Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. This is the this is the star of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, the guy that you're rooting for is yeah. the weird, yeah. uh, the the asexual predator. That's your hero. Yeah, get behind him. Is there any? What can you think of? Over the last ten years, that is like, we'll get. It's just due fifty years later. Other than oh, the best that's show. a good. Other than the best show. Other than <laughs> you're obs- you are so upset. You will not be happy unless when you are when you are on your deathbed in mm-hmm. two years, and you're mm-hmm. looking yes. at nothing's going to make you happier than to look over and see there's just not enough downloads. And you're like I. Just went out like big star, I, uh-huh. and then it'll be twenty years. Suddenly, people will start. I'm, I'll be the Henry Darger of podcasts. Uh-huh. They'll just recreate my studio somewhere. What I'm working on <laughs> is a thing that will alert me from the other side. <laughs> just some sort of machine that will contact me. Yeah, when, when the biopic gets made, so I can see. Yes. There it is. Like, I'm looking through the ether of the afterlife. I'm just like, they are downloading the show. They're, mm-hmm. look at, it's happening. I knew this is what would happen. I'm dead. And then I'll look and I'll see, like, it's a book signing. It's AP Mike at a book. So look at the line. His tell all about the thing. No. Um, but other than the best show. What will be the thing that? There's a guy on on Roger Ebert's website called Scout to Foya, and he puts he does this thing every couple of weeks called the Unloved, and they're these amazing video essays about movies that came out and were just unjustly either vilified or people hated them, and he makes some really strong arguments for movies like um, that. Uh, the um, uh, oh god, the, Godzilla. The, the no. The Johnny Depp Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. he compares it to uh, Heaven's Gate, how Heaven's Gate is now being reconsidered, and he says that that one will also be reconsidered, but it's just going to take a lot because it is a – at its mm-hmm. base, it is a huge bummer of a movie in that yeah. it's supposed to be a big, fun summer movie, but it's about this guy, the Johnny Depp's character, whose village was massacred, and he's crazy, mm-hmm. and the other guy, and, and everyone's being wiped out, and it's this yeah. weirdly – it's a giant $300 million wow. early 70s revisionist Western yeah. that the guy somehow um, tricked the studio into making. And it's amazing that people get so, like, you'd think that everybody was like a studio head where they're just like, <laughs> this is so great. This movie's going to bomb. It's going to lose so much money. Like, the, like it's like you're not in company. You, you don't own a rival studio. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, yeah, yeah, here we go. This is great. John Carter's bombing. 
Oh, I'm so like no, that doesn't mean you ma- you don't make a cent off of that. He does a really good essay about John Carter and makes an amazing argument for that film. But you know what movie I think is actually and and I think people are too close to it right now to to see what and this is going to sound really strange. There is a Ted 2. That <laughs> duh. Um the Criterion DVD is coming out next month. <laughs> um there's a Vince Vaughn Jennifer Aniston movie called The Breakup. Yeah. And it came out and did, you know, okay, I guess, but people were a little bit weirded out by it. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think, I just feel like that movie's going to end up aging really well. I don't know if it'll get to Vertigo status, but it'll be one of those, hey, this movie was actually yeah. pretty. It, it might have been too honest for its own good. Directed this by? Is a, directed by Peyton Reed. Oh, he directed he that? He directed The Breakup. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Why don't I, I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I was at a... Wait a minute. Oh, my, my mind is slipping because I was at a very early table read for that, but maybe Peyton wasn't there. When it There was a much radically mm-hmm. different ending to it, okay. too. But I really think, because I, when I saw the one that they made, they dealt with some studio demands, and I really, really think that it's going to take another 10 years... People are going to rediscover that movie and go, hey, this was pretty on the money. Mm-hmm. To it, to a fault. I did not yeah. see that. Is there one you can think of in anything in the culture, though, Lisa? Uh, well, Carson. I don't know. I like this movie with uh, Tom Hardy called Lock, where he's just well, in a car for. I love that. But I think people appreciate that now. Really? Because I, I don't know. I couldn't get anybody to see it, but. What do you think is something in the culture, yes. not necessarily a movie that will that in ten years people look back and go, "Hey, I don't know." I got to think about that. I'm being, I'm going to give you an answer to that. I'm being told that there's a call on the, on the line. Is that hello? Hey, little brother. Who is this? Come on, it's your big brother, Ron. You dip. Oh. This is what I was I was told that there was an important call on hold. It we is. we went through a lot of hassle to get this on. Oh my god, I can't believe for people listening this is my this is my older brother Ron, Ron Sharpling. Oh. How are you, Ron? Wait, wait. Is that it? That's the intro? Yeah, what, what do you mean, is that it? Well, you didn't say anything about my very successful landmark podcast, Brother Ron's Real the Best Show, nor did you say anything about my supporting role in this Bob's Burgers movie. Wait, what was, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie? What is, yeah. the, what, what is the Bob's Burgers movie? What? There's a Bob. Know about this? No, I don't know that there's a Bob's Burgers movie, and I. You're involved in it. Oh yeah! Anyone who's anyone is doing a voice in this thing. You're doing a voice, right? Could quit kidding. No, well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I'm not doing a voice in it, but everybody's doing. Ooh. A voice in it. Yeah. That's rough. Uh-huh. Sorry, I brought it up. Uh-huh. Oh man! But I'll tell you, this thing's going to be huge. The the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, yeah, it's going to be massive. It's being directed by Bruce 
Strauss Milliken. Now, he's the guy that, uh, that did the Warriors t- TV series back in 1980. The war, wait, the, the what? The Warriors, the Warriors was Walter Hill, the, the TV movie. Show. The TV, wait, there the was TV, a, the TV show. There, there was no Warriors TV series. There sure was. Oh, I've, you don't remember this? No, I've yeah, never heard. Yeah, by Tr- it was directed by Trent L. Strauss's step half cousin. Bruce Strauss? Bruce Strauss Milliken. Oh, Milliken. You're into film and you don't know these guys? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, look, do you know, I don't know anything about the Warriors TV series. Oh. Do, well, you, do, you, do you want to be taken to TV school? Sure. Take me to TV school, Ron. All right. All right. Get on the bus. Okay, I'm on the bus. Make a bus sound. Come on. Make a sound like you're getting on the bus. That's the doors opening. All clump, right. Clump, clump, clump. Is that seat open? Why am I doing this? Why am I actually going along with you pretending I'm getting on the bus? Because I'm your older brother. You do everything the older brother says. No. Well. Now go to the bathroom. Go, go to the bathroom and stick your head in the toilet. Or we're off the bus, though, right? This bus thing's done. No, I mean, I mean now, now. Oh no, not in real life. You are. No, I'm not well, doing. Come on, do it. No, you can't pick on me like uh, you used to. No, uh, Ron. All right. Well, all right. Well, school's in session. All right. Okay. Well, you know, of course, the the Warriors is, is this huge cult movie now, right? Mm-hmm. But but when it came when it came out, they actually. They stopped promoting it because, because kids were icing each other outside the theaters. You know, so it, it was nowhere near as big as it could have been at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, President Reagan loved it. The, the TV show. No, the movie. The movie. Okay, sorry. Yes. Reagan, Reagan loved the movie The Warriors. He did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he even called the director, Michael Back, and he, and, and he said, you know, I watched it at Camp David, and I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, which, if you think about it, it's probably the first time a sitting president has ever heard the phrase strange wool in reference to, you know, a nameless woman's sex bucket. What? Oh, that's, oh, God. that's the worst thing yet. Oh, wow. Well, look, well, anyway. The Warriors was was enough of, of a hit film that uh, Norman Lear he went and got the rights for a series in, in uh, mid nineteen seventy nine. Norman Lear, the oh yeah yeah the All in the Family and Good Times, Good, good Times, yeah, and all that stuff. Maud. Yep. Okay, never heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, they actually shot a whole season's worth of episodes in the spring of 1980. But unfortunately, only, only one episode ran before they pulled the plug on it. Uh-huh. Well, why'd they pull the plug? Well, you know, the show didn't know if it wanted to be a funny Welcome Back Cotter-esque sitcom or like a, a violent smash your skull with a baseball bat effing in an alley horror porn drama. You know how that goes? Sure. Who doesn't know how that goes, Ron? That that's the right, that's the right, eternal right. conundrum, right? It is, yeah. Well, look, I, I think Jesus spoke of this, right? 
<laughs> in uh, Galatians 17 and a 28, I don't know. Galatians. I biblical stuff nailed down. Galatians, I, is that an actual section of the Bible? Galatians, yeah, right? Look, you've never been much of a, 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 of a theologian, so I'm just going to let that slide. No, no, do you know what I used to do when everyone was going to church in the morning? What? Well, I do know. Why don't you I, tell I would, them? Sne- <laughs> I, would, I would sneak out the back, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, if, if, it, if it was summer, I would just jump in the pool, and I had, I had like... I I had a reed. You know how like in, in those prison escape movies, this guy would get get in, the, in like a, a lake with a reed, and he would breathe through the reed, you know, so that the, the cops and their dogs wouldn't find him. Yeah, I was yeah. doing that for like hours in a in a pool though that everyone yeah. could see you in with the reed. You understand? Oh, wait, you don't think mom and dad. You, you don't think mom and dad saw my ass, do you? Everyone saw you in the pool. It was a it was because the thing Did in those you? those yes, everyone saw you in there. Those movies, people are doing it in like a swamp. You were doing it in a clear now pool. That I, now that I think of it, my logic is slightly flawed. Mm-hmm. Crap. So, so look, yeah. this this Warriors TV series. Wait, is it is, is this why everyone used to call me the Reed Dummy? Yes, this is probably why everyone called you the Reed Dummy. I um S hit. Okay, look, Ron. This Warriors TV series, I understand the idea that they would try to make it like a welcome back Cotter type show because that would there was precedent for that at least, but there was no other violent super violent shows on TV in the early 80s like that. Well, I know, yeah. And that's why it's one of the greatest, weirdest TV footnotes of all time. Mm-hmm. See, strap yourself in here. Okay. The basic logline of the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a Hollywood term that there's no way in hell you've ever heard of. The logline, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, go, yeah. Have go. you heard of it? I, I, no, I haven't. See, I knew it, yeah. yeah anyway, so here, here's how it goes. After struggling to make their way back to Coney Island, mm-hmm. the Riffs reward the Warriors' bravery by giving them $10,000 in ill-gotten money to start their own hot dog stand. Okay. Hot- yeah, it's called Warriors Wieners. A hot dog stand, Warriors Wieners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, basically the story is is about Swan, Snow, Vermin, and the rest of the gang trying to strike a balance between running a successful business during the day and going the F off at night, getting knee-deep in sick crimes galore. Okay. And there there was this other plot line, too, mm-hmm. where uh, Mer- Mercy, that's the chick, you know, that they, they pick up from the orphans. Yeah. She... She and Swan, they get married, and they have quintuplets. And, of course, that causes a big divide between Swan and the Warriors because, you know, Swan loves to get down on strange wool and smash heads, and Mercy's constantly nagging his ass about being an all-night rumbling with, you know, the orphans and the high-life furies. The high, no, it's the, the baseball furies. Uh, crack an episode of the Warriors TV show much? It don't sound like you do. Well, I, it, it it don't sound like I do because until five minutes ago, I didn't know it existed. 
So the what are that's, the what? That's more that that skewed logic of mine, in effect. What are the high lie furies? Oh well, see, high lie was just starting to get popular when the Warriors TV series was was being shot, mm-hmm. and CBS had had very high hopes for it becoming the number one sport in America. Okay. And they were going to tie it into Wednesday night high lie, but then of course the. The sport died after the, the High Life Slasher went on that heinous rampage in early 1981. Oh, Remember that, that? That was so troubling. Everyone was so on edge. We were scared. <clears throat> yes. It was like you people at High Life, people were scared to attend High Life matches. And everyone wanted to see those matches. It was, it was one of those I, things. I remember you pleading with with mom and dad please let us go to highlight i i loved it i mean yeah, how many people did 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 he kill Oof, uh, i'd have to look it up but it was at least 300 unbelievable 3 yeah 314 i'm looking at here Look it up. I, um, I did, yeah. I yeah. am, yeah. It was 314, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. This the That it really, scary. that ended the sport, so. It did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but getting back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one cool thing uh, uh, about the show was every episode featured a, a, a band stopping by the hot dog stand. Really? They stopped by oh, Warriors yeah. Wieners? Yeah, yeah. Like, like who? Oh man, Let, oh, I was uh, trying to remember. Oh, I know this. It was like, um, oh, off the top of my head, um, Blondie, uh, Parliament, uh, Ario Speedwagon, Bad Brains, uh, Air Supply, The Misfits. Uh, who else? Lips Inc. Uh, Gigi Allen and the Jabbers. Uh, Eddie Grant, Molly Hatchett, who else? Um, Ambrosia, uh, The Jam, Classics Nouveau. I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure Bloister Cold was on there. Uh, Manhattan Transfer, uh, The Clash, Burning Spear, uh, who else? Bush Tetras, um, Sheena Easton, uh, Rainbow, Spandell Ballet, who else? Uh, ESG, The Outlaws, um, Gary Newman, uh, Cockney Rejects, uh, Atletico Spiz 80, Michael Jackson, uh, Gang of Four, Yes. Um, no. All of those I, bands that stopped? Been it, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, well, it, it, it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. from, uh, it, was, it, was, it was supposed to be amazing. And uh, at, at the end of every episode, just as the credits were about to roll, the Warriors would, would come on screen and start jamming and singing along with whatever single the band was promoting on, on the show. Oh, that, that sounds insane. I mean, that the, like you'd get an episode of this show where the characters from the Warriors would would what sing with yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was actually the the episode that aired that that, that I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. You must have been busy playing wacky packages with your friend Darren that night. <laughs> oh my God, man! I. I will never forget the god-awful racket you guys made that summer. You had the bright idea to write and record your own version of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about this. No, please. 
What? What? Wait. What? What did you call it? You you called it the New Bridge Wall, isn't that right? Look, Ron, this Warriors TV show. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Yes, we're really on it. Oh, they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so, check it out. So right before the credits, you know, you hear. Uh, uh, that iconic sound. You know? Yeah. And then you see that it's yes vocalist Trevor Horn making that sound. And then Trevor Horn delivers that iconic line, which, of course, you know, has, has become one of the most famous movie lines ever uttered. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's as classic as it gets. I mean, there's, I yeah, don't know. I yeah, don't know it, was, it was like. Warriors! Warriors! Warriors, get ready to play! No, that's not the oh, line. Oh, it's great. That's not the line. What? That's not the line. Sure it is. No, that's it's not the Warriors line. Warriors get ready to play. No, it's not get ready to play. What do you think it is? What is it? It's Warriors come out? Come out to play. Warriors come, come out to play. Come out to play. Eh? No, it's, it's Warriors, colon, get ready to play. Colon. They're, they're getting ready to play. <laughs> no. That's not no that's way. not the line at all. You're so off. I'm positive that, it's get ready to play. No, no, that's it's, I. Yeah. I'm, well, you're positive. I'm positive that you're wrong. It, it there's it's just it's wrong. You're, there's no middle ground on this, Ron. It's right or wrong, and you're wrong on this one. I mean. Get ready to play. No, this is. Uh, well, I don't uh, understand what this is. The, the, where people get these famous quotes from movies wrong, and they add "get ready" into the mix, like like what? What? Like what from from um, Scarface. There was somebody thought the line was "get ready to meet my little friend." It is. No, that's not what get the ready line. To meet my little friend. No, that's not the line at all. Get ready to meet huh. my little friend. So gentle. He's talking about a machine yeah, gun. To, yeah, Wait, I'm you, sure it is. Wait, were you going to do an impression there? Happened with me all. What was that? Were you starting to do an impression? Uh, get, yeah, uh, get ready to meet my little friend. Well, that sounded southern. You sounded. You were. Yeah. Sounded, Scarface was not southern. Sure it is. He's French. It's Scarface. Scarface. So. Okay. Yeah. Look, Ron. He's I, from the Bayou. He's isn't not, he? No, he was not from the Bayou. He was from Cuba. It's the steamboat. It, it is no. It's the steamboat scene. The Do you remember this steamboat scene <laughs> in schooling you on everything? There was no steamboat scene in Scarface. Yes, Ron. it is. And mo- movie trivia for you: it's the same steamboat that they used in the Culture Club Church of the Poison Mind video. Oh, Ron. I don't I think first of all I think that's the Karma Chameleon video has the the steamboat but that's Oh, you know? Hey, I admit when I'm wrong, you took me to New Wave school just now. I, I admit yeah, it. There you go. 
Well, I guess we're both getting an education tonight. So Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Goes both ways. Look, so anyway... So then all, all the gang members came out, and, and they all, all sang uh, uh, Tempest Fugit along with Yes. And it was actually quite musical. I think you would have liked it. So, so they're singing from the album Drama. So to promote the album Drama. The album. Yeah. Yeah, their <laughs> yeah, punk, the punk album. album. The punk album. Hey, Ron, can I ask you a question? How do you happen to just have three empty Coke bottles handy? What do you mean? Don't you? No. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just fun to, it's like a fun thing. It's like, you know, some people smoke and some people, you know, do the Coke bottle thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You know who's a big triple Coke bottle guy? Who's that? Obama. Obama is a big, he has three Coke bottles with him? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why there are all those weird sounds in that Mark Marin uh, podcast with him. They, they they tried to filter it out with a compressor. Yeah, yeah. And you can barely hear it though. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time Obama is clinking three Coke bottles. He's clinking away, uh-huh. doing the cry the the tri bottle clink. Uh-huh. Oh, is that what you, you call know, it? Who else was a, a, a tri bottle clinker? Who's that? Pete Rose. Oh, okay. I. Is that a thing? The, who 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 is and isn't a tri bottle clinker? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember who else is. Uh, oh, poof, uh, Julius Irving was uh, Charlie Harper of the UK Subs. Uh, who else? Bob Dylan. Really? Uh, Don Rickles. Yeah, Don Rickles. He's a he's a tri bottle clinker. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Carpenter. Uh, Bob Costas. Who's that? Who's that uh, last yeah, one? That? Bob Costas. Co- Costas. Co- not go. Co- Co- Suddenly, now you're oh. being strangely deferential to to uh, to uh, to a Hispanic uh, voice. You're over. You're pronouncing Costas as if he's from Cuba, but you're doing this Scarface voice like he's from. Well, you think he's from the Bay. Look, I'm not gonna open. I this like all up. people. Look, you know that. What's going on here everybody. tonight? What's going on, oh. Ron? What do you mean? You're uh, you didn't call to talk about this stuff. Look, I but well, I did. I want to see if you're doing that. I want to see if you're doing that Bob's Burgers thing. And I'll tell you what, man. I just hope that uh, that uh, the Bob's Burgers schedule doesn't interfere with these live shows. Live shows. What what live shows? Mine and Patton's. Why? Wait, wait, live, live shows, yours and what? Patton, not Patton, Oswald Patton. Yeah, why? You are doing live shows. I wanted to let your brother tell you. Yeah. Oh, you wanted to let Ron tell me. Yeah, yeah, he, well, he was yeah. excited and he wanted to tell you, well, so. this is, okay, Ron, why don't you tell me then? Because Patton, Patton clearly is now looking the other way and is not making eye contact with me. And yeah, well, we do this really fun live show, and you know, we have a band, and, and we sing songs, and I do these funny characters, and the best one is this is this one character, Delaware Dan. Delaware Dan. So this is a character you do, and you're doing like he's yeah. from Delaware, then. Oh yeah, yeah, all uh-huh. all things Delaware, Delaware food and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I also do this live version of the Joe Show. 
Oh, we're like um, one of them is like it's it, it's an interview show between Joe Walsh and Joe Namath, and it, it's like something like yeah, no, oh, like I that. I know what like, it is, Ron. I came uh, up with it. Uh, hey, Joe, Joe, Wal- Joe Walsh, uh, you play you play in the Eagles, and uh, that's uh, that's really good. Your guitar is really good. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's – yeah, I know what that is. You stole it from me. Cracks me up so much when he does that. That is. Oh, you that like that, Pat? I mean, it's funny. Those voices are – and I don't know. There's just something – the energy that he brings to yeah. it is great. Yeah, I oh, love I'm, it. Yeah, yeah. Only I can do it. Only – well, no, I can do it. I tried when we when we were talking about this, but he shot it down, and I you know defer to him. But I wanted to do the Joe and Joe and Joe show. I do, I think, a good Joe Mantegna uh, but he doesn't think it's up to the his his standard. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Ron's, so he Ron's exacting standard. Well, I mean, those are good impressions. I, so, you know, I think if you do if you workshop this for another like three years, we'll be good to go with it. Okay. So, right now he just says okay. it gets a little too busy with three jokes. I, I think it is too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is too. Let's it, defer to him. It, it's getting there though, but. Tom, I'm getting this vibe from you, and I don't like it. And mm-hmm. I, I just have to say this to you: yeah. I don't think you should be such such a sore a, a sore loser. You know, so your podcast is ranked number three hundred and one, just behind Bobzilla's Fartcast. Okay, and mine's mm-hmm. in the top in the top ten, just behind that that podcast. Everyone's creaming themselves over about the guy who got arrested for murdering some other guy. Maybe did it, maybe didn't. Who knows? Who cares? Is that cereal? I didn't listen to cereal. I'm assuming that's what you're. What it's called? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on this one, Ron. I'm actually with you on that. But look, you. So you and Pat Oswalt are doing live shows together. This is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do a, hand, a handful of shows on on the West Coast. They're gonna be a blast. Uh huh. When when are you doing these shows? Uh, let me check my schedule here. I got it here somewhere. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Seattle on August 27th, uh, Portland on the 29th, San Francisco on September 3rd, and had, L.A. on September 5th. We had to add a, a second show in Portland, by the way. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, sold out instantly. Crazy. So, hold on. These <clears throat> dates are exactly the same dates that I'm touring with my show. The, the Sharpling and Worcester. We're doing Seattle, then Portland, then San Francisco, then L.A. on all of those same days. Huh. Hmm. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to tell you there, son. Oh, oh you're not sure what to tell me there, son. There's, so there's no influence? What? Pardon me? So it just happens to be the dates, huh? Look, he just sent me yeah, the itinerary, yeah. and I was free. So I said, yeah, I mean. And you didn't think to check with me. Well, that look. I guess I look feel kind of weird now. I don't know you do live stuff. I figure you 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 sit uh, you sit in, at that at that desk all day or something. Uh huh. Been away with those those fudge fingers. Oh, that's nice. That's you're you're so yeah. mean, Ron. Hey, Ron. I hate to interrupt. Are you are you broadcasting right now? I'm I'm about to. Okay. Well, yeah, that's because that's hash, I'm calling. hashtag bitter whiny Tom is trending. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. So, wow, that's weird. Oh man. Uh-huh. Oh, that's joy. I love it. Yeah, just, is, yeah. I love it. Oh, that makes me. Yeah. yeah. Chris Hardwick just sent it out too. Boy, mm-hmm. he's he's got oh, a lot of yeah. followers. Yeah. Hey, 
Tom. Yeah. Any any pre- any press is good press, right? Sure. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, no, but I don't know what. So you just called to rub this in my face is why you called. That you ma- you booked tour dates to just ape the ones I have on the books, and then you get Pat no. and then he's doing the show with. No. So this is not why you called. No. Why? No, no. Why'd no. you call? All right. Then? Here's the reason I called. Uh huh. Um, look, I'm I'm about to interview Governor Christie for my podcast. How cool is this that I get him the day he throws his hat into the ring for president? I mean, this is going to drive my downloads way up. Governor Christie. Yeah. Who I've been trying to get for over two years to do my show. Trying to get him on the best show. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you, he's doing your show, but I've been working on it for ages. Tom, I, I got to be honest again. This is a very unflattering look for you. Well, why can't you just be happy for your older and more gifted brother? You know, if you're nicer to me, maybe I'll hook you up with a few of the guests that I've got coming up on my show as the year goes on. Who, who could you possibly have lined up on your show? Uh, let me, I got the list right here. Hang on. I'll be honest, I don't know who 80% of these idiots are. My producer lined them up. Um, hey, Ron, when you talk to Governor Christie, and I don't want to spoil it, you don't need to say yes or no, are you are you going to bring out Jerry the Ferret, that puppet that you use, which is so hilarious to talk uh, to Governor Christie? Yeah. It's, the, oh, it's the best God. idea I've ever had. Oh, that kills Jerry me. Jerry the Ferret. Jerry the Ferret. It's this the, puppet, and it is Oh, yeah, sounds so... Thing. Sounds so unique. Oh my god! He's, he's so insulting. It's so good. <clears throat> it's the he's the best. That cracks me up. It is. Oh man. <laughs> hey, you know oh, I you know I'm these, these guests uh, who, who, that, I, who, that I have who, coming up. Who? Uh, who? Uh, Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. Mm, okay, uh, I've had them on my show. Brett Brett Gelman. Mm-hmm. It's been on my show. Uh, uh, Jason Walliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jerry Ferrara sounds yeah. like a Latin dancer. Uh, Kristen Schaal, Schaal, what that is. Yes. John Oliver, yeah, been on my show. Um, Ellie Kemper, yep, been on my show. Lisa Jane Persky, oh, oh, of course from the the, the Kiss movie. Um, the Kiss movie, yeah. She, she made Lisa Jane Persky is actually here, Ron. <gasps> no. Yeah. Dirty D is there. <laughs> yes. Dirty D from Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park is here. Oh, oh my God. I was going to tell you, hey. Tom. I'm sorry. I was going to tell you. Tell me what? Miss Persky? Yeah. Yes. Miss Persky? Yes. Um, I, I, I wanted to say this until you were on the show, but I, I have to ask you right now. Yes. There's a bet going on. There's a bet going around in the, on the kiss boards, and uh, uh, some people are saying that you uh, had two kids by Ace Freely, and some are saying you had four. Oh, really? Well, you know, that's really personal. That's a really personal question to be asking right, right off the bat. <clears throat> Was that going to be your lead question? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
I'm, 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 I might have to. Uh, I might have to uh, talk well, to my it. agent about yeah. this. Save it for the show. Be, save for the show because about a million more people will be listening than are listening to uh-huh. this. Who? Who else? Who else is is lined up on your show? Uh, Matt Walsh. Had, I don't know what yeah, that is. Julie Klausner. Mm-hmm. Had her on my show. Jake, Jake Fuglenest. Yeah. Molly Shannon. She's been on my show. Rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Mark Marin, who I mentioned earlier. Yeah. He's been on he's my gonna, show. He's going to be on uh, Chris Gethard. I guess he's a porno guy. Mm-hmm. Gethard. Uh, Yola Tango and, uh, must be like a, a Latino dance troupe. Um, <laughs> Kevin Corrigan, don't know it. Oh, here's finally one that I do know. Uh, Paul Rudd, mm, Paul. Uh, which is going to be great because I can't wait to ask him about the recording of Back in Black. Paul Rudd. Now that, yeah, that's you, so you're going to have Paul Rudd, the actor, on, but he. Um, you're you're confusing him with uh, Phil Rudd, the uh, the drummer from uh, ACDC. If you're going to ask him about the recording of Back in Black, Ugh, I was going to. Uh-huh. Who is he? He's an actor. He's in the Ugh, movie Ant Man. These, these actors, yeah, I tell you, man, I get enough of them after like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me. Then you had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Yeah. But I tell you, I wish my producer Mort would get me some of my favorite porn people. You know, and I, that's something I can really talk about. I'd love to get Doctor Phil on. Doctor Phil, the the advice guy. Oh, oh no, you're thinking of, the, uh, of that guy. Now this guy's Doctor Phil. He spells it F I L L. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. Oh, Doctor Phil. <sighs> Even Patton yeah. didn't like that one. Yeah, dude. He's the. Oh, I thought you liked Doctor Phil, Patton. I, uh, I, uh, can we just talk off the air about it? Sorry. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. <laughs> that's off air material <laughs> for really, Ron and okay. really is you guys. Oh, I think that I think that's like a, a triple X show we could do. Patton and Patton and Ron's off the record erotic fair. We could maybe do like a, a bonus midnight thing at Dante's in Portland because now the second Portland show is selling out like crazy. Oh great! So you do a oh, adding a third show. Oh that's, man, it's amazing. Oh, that yeah. is that's fantastic. So I can't believe, Ron, that you yeah have just listed every single guest who was on my show in order that they were on my what? show. That was literally the order that they appeared on my show. And this is really yeah, and I, I'm. Push to the point right now. I came out here. I'm in Los Angeles. I came here because right. I've been working on trying to get make the best show as kind of special as it can be. And then I come out here because I was working on this Chris Christie thing, talking to his PR firm that's setting up all these appearances for him to try to convince them to why to to have him appear on the show for an interview. And then you snake it. You think I scooped you, don't you? Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, look, I I can't be arguing about this trifle right now while Governor Christie is in my backyard gazebo studio, okay? Wait, wait, hold on. I'm not He's there now? Oh yeah. Wait, and you, you wait, when did you get a backyard gazebo studio? Ever since my podcast exploded. Uh-huh. And that's where I do the show. I, I'm in there right now too. 
Okay. Where's the yeah. governor? Yeah, go. Governor Christie is in. Uh, he, he's in the soundproof part, waiting for me to start the interview. And uh, you know, I, I sit in the control room on the other side of the glass, and you know, the interviewee is on the other side, and we wear headphones to to hear each other. And it, it makes the sound quality totally amaze balls. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this term? Amaze balls. Yeah, I love it. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I don't love it so much. I love that. I also love when people say something is on point. Mm-hmm. And I also love when when people are described as being a badass, like especially when they're not particularly, like they're a not, badass. yeah, they're yes. not uniquely tough in any capacity. Exactly. Yes, uh-huh. but 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 their friends call them a badass on uh, on uh, you know social media. Mm-hmm. So that's how you. That's what you like. I well, love it. I, I wish somebody would do a movie about it. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay, well, Ron, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know why. So you called to rub this in my face, then? No, I didn't. Wait, are you crying? You help me. You're crying, Ron. Yes, you gotta help me. Why? What? I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to ask Governor Christie. Uh huh. I don't follow politics at all. Yeah. His his PR person out in L.A., he saw how high my podcast is ranked, and he begged me to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Another great thing of, yeah, it sounds completely fair because your thing is ranked. God knows how you get it ranked so high. You're clearly spiking it somehow. And I do all the – sure, I know all the facts about everything. Could have done a pretty balanced uh, and representative interview with the governor, but then – of course you'd go get him to be on your show. I keep up on all this stuff. You know nothing about it. So if it makes perfect sense that he's on your show. Tom, please. I, I, I promise to do anything you ask of me. If, if you help me come up with questions for Governor Christie, I mean, he's probably going to be elected president because he's so even-keeled and impossible to rile. And and I'll make sure he's on your little show when he's elected president, okay? Please. Please. I literally don't know anything about him. <laughs> please. Oh. Baby brother, please. Ugh, this is so disgusting. <laughs> please. Fine. 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 Okay. Okay. Just stop crying. Oh. It's okay, so upsetting. So disturbing. I don't want any of this when we're on tour, dude. You gotta, you just gotta pull it together, okay? Okay, okay. Um, help him out. Yeah, you'll tighten it up. Yeah. All right, all right, Ron. Oh, man, you're gonna talk to the uh-huh. governor. Ask him for starters. Ask him like what his favorite Bruce Springsteen album is. That'll loosen things up. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna start the interview. I'll, I'll, I'll have my headphone on. One ear, and I'll have you and the other. Okay, so you'll only hear my end of this, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, President Chris, I'm sorry. That's that's wishful thinking, right? Okay, sir, we are rolling. Uh, Thank you so much for being on Brother Ron's Real the Best Show, and uh, congratulations on your announcement today. Uh, If I could vote for you twice, I, I certainly would. Uh... Sir, what is your favorite album by New Jersey's own The Boss, Bruce Springsteen? Oh, A Born to Run Man. 
That is a great album, sir. I, I love that, too. Was that? Me? Oh. I love the one that has Cowboy Pete on it, uh, which is uh, Darkness and the Edge of Town. Uh-huh. No, that's not the one that has Outlaw Pete on it, Ron. Just give me another question. What's that you would not... Ask him, okay, ask him, a, like, ask him what his favorite New Jersey beach is. Oh, uh, Governor Christie, uh, New Jersey is home to so many great beaches, and this being summer, which, if you had to pick one, is your favorite beach to hit for fun in the sun? Oh, yeah, Barnegat is great. Oh, Ship Bottom, yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, I love Brigantine Castle. I, oh, when I was a kid, I was very, very scared of, of that, yeah. Ocean City, sure, yeah. Cape May, yeah. Oh, Wildwood. I've never been to Seaside Heights. Oh, but oh, I, I totally understand how, how, you can, how you can't pick just one. No, it's, it's, a, it's a hard choice. What was that? Me? I'd say uh, probably Ocean City. Yeah, I I love Mac and Manco's Pizza. That's my favorite. I'll tell you, though, it was such a shame that they found that severed leg in that one pie last year, though. It really really caused some uh, havoc in their business there. Lost a lot of repeat customers for sure. Ron? Yes. I'm actually texting you this next one because it's a little little long, okay? okay. All right, I'm going to hit send now. Okay, just send it. Governor Christie, you've been such a hero and champion to the people of New Jersey through your courageous actions during Hurricane Sandy and, of course, your tireless work on behalf of the state in general. And while I know that the citizens of America will love you as president, there has been some talk about whether the Bridgegate scandal will be a hurdle that you need to overcome before you can truly have a shot at the White House. What? Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. Sir, 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 what are you doing? Ron, Ron, what's going on? Oh, my God. What? He's, he's got these crazy, this crazy look in his eyes. Sir, no. Wait, what is it? I, I, I've never seen anything like this. He's staring daggers at me. Literal daggers, Tom. Are you okay? No. Oh, my God. Sir, what are you doing? Nine one. What? Oh, why did I pay better attention in emergency school? Oh no! (laughs) No, you got it right. Oh no! Please no! No! Oh my God! He's he's broken through! He's broken through! Oh no, sir! Please no! He broke out of the booth. 
What is that? Governor! You're rabid! Ron! Ron! Ron, that's not the actual governor, is it? Ah! Oh my god. No, sir. just went dead. Is the line dead? Oh my god. My brother. I think he might have been devoured by Chris Christie. Text Andy Kindler and see if he's free in the fall to do some shows. Yeah, I, you, I think you have some openings. Oh boy. Anyone uh, wants to open for me? Alright. You know what I want to do now, guys? Let me guess. You'll never guess. You'll never guess what I want to do. You'll never guess what's coming up. All right, we're going to turn this up. He's married, he's got a kid. He's working in a factory. He's working from seven to five. He's just trying to survive. Get it, but you're laughing. That's what it's all about. One self-lubricating catheter, one polished eyelid catheter, and a travel size catheter.
First question, uh, right off, right off the bat. Saw it on Twitter yesterday. We shoot Clerks three in May. Hit somebody shoots September through Christmas uh, in February. Doing Moose Jaws, but after that, I smell a rat. Mall rat sequel, yes or no? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I said, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're working on. And, and so, how far along is it in production, or is it just in early stages? Um, it's it's half a script right now, and uh, and we're pulling our loot together. I mean, we've got you know up until the beginning of the twenty sixteen. So it feels like in you know by the time we get to May twenty sixteen, we're going to be shooting. That is awesome news you just made my morning, sir. It was uh, yeah, it kind of uh, came out of nowhere and, and was. Um, you know, lately I've been doing this thing where I'm like, well, do you want to do what's good for your career or do you just want to have fun? And so, you know, nobody's clamoring for a Mallrat sequel, but I would love to make one. It's been like 20 years. Um, and I had a cool idea and a bunch of investors that were like, do it. So here we are, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, baby.
Are there nerds here tonight? Nerds! Nerd, the nerdy things that we love, like nerds and power of nerds, like... Nerds make the shiny things that distract the mouth breathers. I love Harry Potter. I love fantasy, sci-fi, and all that. Sharply, who was the host of the program, the best show on WFMU. Uh, people who are uh, nostalgic for that show, we have a little clip. Hey, 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 how's that? It's Tom, yes? Are we on? We're good. Well, I didn't ask you. I'm good. You know I'm good. Let's just get this nightmare oh, uh, underway or over with. Where are we at? Under or over? Whose hair is this on the board? Did somebody bring a dog in here? Somebody shedding? The shaggy DA in here? Best show. And what made it a phenomenon? I'm not sure that that clip convinced me. Our teacher teaches a stool. With my jacket scorched, I ended up sitting there looking like a little boy wearing his father's shirt. Next.
possible to be a part of this wonderful comeback by this amazing band. So for a $1 pledge, you will receive a four-part download of the audio interviews with the Rascals, conducted by myself and Dave Marsh. For $25, you will receive a digital high-def video download of the entire show. And that will be yours exclusively, because it will be a long time before it ever gets released, if it ever gets released. And you will receive the audio interviews as well. For a $50 pledge, you will receive an exclusive DVD and audio CD of the show. Again, long before it's ever released, if it's ever released. Plus the video download of the show and the audio interviews. The show is called Once Upon a Dream, so we're calling the $100 pledge the Dreamer's Pledge. Before the show begins, there will be a 270-degree projection of various 60s icons all over the walls and the scrim in front of the stage. And we will include your picture and name right alongside Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison. And you receive the download of the show, the exclusive DVD and CD, and the audio interview. officially running for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again.
The hitchhiker stood by the side of the road and leveled his thumb in the calm calculus of reason. Then a car passes. Why does my mind circle around you? Why do planets wonder what it would be like to be you? All your soft, wild promises were words, birds endlessly in flight. Your dog is still lost in the frozen woods, or he would run to you. How can he run to you, lunging with blooded sickness on the snow? He's still sniffing gates and searching strangers for your smell, which he remembers very well. Is there a moon in your window? Is madness laughing? Can you still run down beach rocks dead below without him? Lisa Jane Persky. <laughs> oh my goodness, right? If, well, guys, if you're listening to us and you're hiking Runyon Canyon, you can take a seat right now, get your breath. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of Runyon Canyon hikers, yeah. I think, listen to this show. Yeah. Uh, uh, right? <laughs> they all listen to it. Is that a thing? I don't want to make fun of Runyon Canyon. I'm not from here. What do we laugh at? Runyon Canyon is actually this Loser. nice little hike that, that, that's, it's, it's physically good. The thing that, mm-hmm. that stinks about it is at the end, you reach this plateau that kind of overlooks the city, and you know that you're surrounded by all these people that in their head, they're at the apex moment of some music video of their life, uh-huh. where they're, I'm going to conquer Hollywood, and, and the, the helicopter is circling overhead, and you're kind of, oh, I don't want to be part of this shot. I, I just wanted to hike. I don't want to be in this young actor who's going to be the next, you know... Action star, the new Steven Seagal has done his hike. But there are snakes here. to take care of those people. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you hiked it? Yeah, Lisa yeah. Jane Parsons? How snakes. many times have you hiked it? Uh, maybe 10. Yeah. I'm not a hiker. About the same. I'm what not a hiker. Got... It's very exposed. Yeah. There's no shade. Say? Yeah. It's, a gi- it's a giant bowl under the sun, and you just be. But luckily, people like me, because I'm just walking with my head down. Mm-hmm. Beaten down by life, I see the snakes coming, but these people with their heads up going, I'm gonna conquer this, bite, poison, dead. Dog fights. Yeah. A lot of dog fights. A lot of dog fights. Like, hey, my dog's entitled people attacking this other dog, or come see the dog fight. Oh, no, not that. Not that kind of dog. I've also seen a lot of, uh, but I have seen a lot of idiots um, angrily stomping down Runyon Canyon after getting halfway up with their pug, not realizing that. 
the poor thing's going to overheat. Mm-hmm. But they saw a picture of the bachelorette w- walking her pug in, in touch that week, so they figured they would go out with their pug, <laughs> and they're torturing this animal up in Runyon Canyon. Yeah, that's it. That's... <laughs> there should be there should they should build a little uh, dog graveyard halfway up Runyon Canyon <laughs> for people that take their fashionable dogs and, and they in it's like a graveyard, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a box with a hammer, <laughs> and you can just kill it and then put it in the graveyard. I would be buried there. Yeah. Because you still got to get your Fitbit steps. Like I got to get, I got to get my ten thousand steps. I'm sorry, there. You just found another gear to the depressing <laughs> show that we've been doing. Whether it's talking about Mao or just burying everybody, or who would want to listen to this thing that's never going to end? Because I bought the equipment, I can't ever stop doing it. Yeah. Right? You announce to the universe, hey, is there a way – see all the equipment that I bought? Mm-hmm. Can you torture me? Yeah. Can yeah. you make this torturous yeah, yeah, yeah. for oh, me now oh, that I've done know, this? Yeah. You know what's funny? Because it was like, he's going to stop doing the show. He's stopping the best show. Now it's like, he's back doing the best show <laughs> 14 years from now. He's still doing the best show. <laughs> it's going to like loop around like five times. Yeah. The best show renaissance. Yeah. The best show's back. After six bad years of yeah. it, he's got another wave, like the David Letterman thing, where it's just like, you know, David Letterman's uh, interesting now. It's good. It's like, <laughs> well, what? They're still doing a show every night. It's just like there's that stretch where it's just like, I watch again. He's fiery now. And it's like. You'll, you'll be doing an interview for some online magazine. And they'll go, you know, President Hardwick started off as a podcaster. Were you? Inspired by him. Let me just say this. When you were doing the, um. I know you guys all take your shots. Laugh it up. President Hardwick. Let me tell you this. I went to the movie premiere of Ant-Man <laughs> last night. I went to Ant-Man. If the movie you've selected is Ant-Man, press one now. Right? If yeah. the movie you've selected is Nymphomaniac Volume 2, <laughs> press two now. Like the. Most troubling movie phone. Um, is that still active? Is like movie phone active right now, or did Didn't they it get shut? shut? I think it got shut down. They must have shut that down. Yeah. So I go to this premiere, right? And I'm having a good time, and then there's like, then I'm talking to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Paul Shear and uh, mm-hmm. June Diane Raphael, mm-hmm. and then. Then they're talking to Chris Hardwick, and then suddenly I did. By the way, they're from How Did This Get Made? Very yes. successful podcast. Yes, exactly. Huge live shows. They pay for these. Super popular. Yeah, they yeah. pay for these microphones. Thought I just mentioned that. Yes. No. Oh, don't, don't worry. <laughs> so, yes, they're from a popular podcast, and they will also know when enough's enough. <laughs> Guys, we're not gonna. Paul Shear's not going to suddenly be like, we're packing it in with How Did This Get Made? And now I'm going to go buy all the equipment and do How Did This Get Made in my house. <laughs> I figured this Earwolf thing was pretty sweet, but I didn't own everything. So yeah. I didn't feel like doing it on microphones I wasn't responsible for. Could I sacrifice a room that I could raise a child in to do a podcast? Yeah. So – Talking to him, and then then Paul's talking to Chris Hardwick. So I did that thing I do because I'm super tough, and I judge everybody and everything. I did that amazing thing where I somehow walked backwards while looking at him. It was like I was, I was like I hovered backwards. It was like I was on like a, 
It was like I rolled. It's like, it was almost like a cuckoo clock going back in. A little glockenspiel? I, I kind of did. When the cuckoo clock, <laughs> yeah, little... when it's done, yeah, I went, the doors open, <laughs> and I went back in, and then I, the doors closed like an absolute coward because I tease him on the show and then watch the movie, and the movie was great. And then we're at the party afterwards, and then somebody goes, hey, Tom. And it was Chris Hardwick, and then I talked to him for about 15 minutes, and it was awesome. He was super, could not have been nicer. I said to him, you know, I tease you on the show, but I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. It's not anything beyond me just teasing the guy who won all of this. But he could not be a nicer guy. Oh, he's a super he could, nice guy. Thank God he won. Think of who could have won. Me. I could have won. Well, there's one I can think of. Me. But other than that, look, if it's not me winning, it could be anybody winning. Could be that, that right? Like it, then it might yeah, but, as well but be. No, but you're not running for the office of podcaster. There's room for everyone. No, no. Oh, you like know what? I'm running for the office of. I'm running for the office of. When do I get handed more money <laughs> oh, than okay. I hand others oh, okay. for this stuff? I understand. That's the office I'm running for. Okay. But seriously, he was super, super sweet, and. Uh, I'm not going to stand for it anymore, which you guys are up to. <laughs> Somebody clearly hacked into the soundboard and played. I deleted those clips. I don't know who did that. But I'll tease him. The guy won. Point, points. He knows that points thing's funny. He must know it's funny on some level because he's got to say the same thing every thing. It's just like any catchphrase is stupid after a, a while, after a point, right? Mm. You Okay. I am okay. Amen. I'm doing all right. So you just did your own collage right there. I did. <laughs> Put that in the collage. No, next somebody week. will cut that up, and <laughs> ten years from now they'll be doing the collage from that guy who shot himself on the water tower. I'm the guy I go up on a water tower and I shoot myself. <clears throat> there you go. Not even like from the perfect no. vantage point. No, you get you climb a water tower to turn a sniper rifle yeah. on yourself. Look at these ants <laughs> down there. They all look like ants. Now I'm gonna do. The all only these... thing I can do, shoot myself. <laughs> Look at all these ants that are more successful than me. As... Bang. Yeah. Stupid ants. <laughs> all these ants with their option deals. and Yes. Option deal. Well, don't talk about option deals. with Hayes doesn't know what any of those things are. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He doesn't know anything. Hayes, uh, uh, you know who's here now? Lisa Jane Persky? Who's here, Tom? I'm here. I'm excited. Patton's here. I'm excited to meet who's here. And uh, uh, this is Hayes over there, Hayes Davenport. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm great. Oh, it's such a thrill Honor. to be here and see a sound collage in person. Yeah. It's just it's and then, really something. Then we have uh, Sean Clements is here. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Tom. Thanks. It's great to be here. And uh, it was really hard to bite my tongue during the movie phone discussion. I think it still does exist, and it was oh, in really? fact invented by Andrew Jarecki, yeah. the creator okay. of the Jinx. Okay. No kidding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he invented that. It's blood money. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so is he they like, should. Oh, they should get Durst to do the voice of movie phone. <laughs> that would awesome. be amazing. <laughs> yeah. If it's, you're calling about, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> burping. I killed them yeah. all. I killed them. Yeah. Oh, if you're calling about... <laughs> if you press oh, nine, he oh. <laughs> confesses <laughs> yeah. to everything. If you want to hear me confess, press nine. 
if you're calling about uh, Inside Out, you're <laughs> you're a wimp. Why would you go see that? Why would you? What? It's inside. Why do you want to know what's inside of someone's head? That should be private. <laughs> when I killed those people, <laughs> on the inside, I don't got no joy in my head. No joy. It's all fear and anger up there. Showtimes. All right. It sounds like he's <laughs> he's seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's yeah. watching the characters. That could be a good thing for that franchise. <clears throat> just going to different heads, mm. right? Oh yeah. Well, they do. There's a really cool sequence in the end where everyone she starts running into, they go into other people's heads, and it's really funny mm-hmm. where you see what parts. What emotion is actually running things? So when mm-hmm. they go into the cool kid's head, mm-hmm. that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I, that I gotta, movie is so good. I got to see it. Uh, what would be in your head? What, what would be inside <laughs> Tom's head? Joy, fear, sadness, disgust, and anger. Like I think I get a bum rap in this. <laughs> I'm a very positive person. I just know how good things can be, oh, which is okay. why I get sad. Oh, so your your you would have a joy that was sad. Your joy would be, oh, this could be so be much fleeting. better. My joy shows up and it's just like <laughs> comes by on like rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're happy right now. You're happy right now, yeah. and I think I got to get going. Bye. <laughs> the rest of you can cover this. The rest of you sort out the next. Yeah. You guys cover two months. I'll be back for 15 minutes. Your hate and sadness are just roided out. They're just these huge. (laughs) They look like the Barbarian Brothers from DC Cab. They're just gigantic. Yeah. And they're just running the board. Those guys. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Oh, I thought he wrote it. Did he direct the DC Cab? No, no. did he direct it? I thought it was one of his first directing things. Oh, check that out. So you guys... I'm do a, look it up while you talk to them. Go you ahead. do a, a, a podcast on this network. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. huge podcast, right? It's very successful. Well, you know about how did this get made? Yeah, we bring in maybe a a thirtieth. It's probably <laughs> in the thirties is the fraction that we yeah br- about one thirtieth of them. I'm sorry, yeah. Joel Schumacher wrote and directed DC Cab. Wow, yeah. and that's a terrific movie. Wow, I gotta. Hmm. Sorry, anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. You gotta no, no. reevaluate the oeuvre. I really do, because I like that movie. Batman and Robin, I remember seeing that in the theater <laughs> and being like, it was like that point where it's like, <laughs> if it wasn't so hot out, <laughs> I, would, I would walk out of this yeah. movie. Like, I've walked out of movie. Look, but Hollywood Handbook is the name of your show, mm-hmm. and it's super funny. Thank one you. of my favorites. But you Should love I? all Earwolf. I just love Earwolf. Well, I just go to the network. Well, that's what a network is. It, it vets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. God that forbid. That is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. God help anyone who just goes to iTunes is just like, what are these podcasts? Because like you go Surprise there, me. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see like a logo and you're just like – like when you start to know what these things are and then you go to iTunes and you see just a logo for a thing, you're just like, what is – that how does that exist at all for like and then you look at wait there's 200 episodes of it and they keep doing it and then you look and it's like wait that's popular no we spend a lot of time i don't know if you do this refreshing the itunes top 
200. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. comedy, of course, we would never sniff the just no. In general, all, we don't all stand categories, a we would never appear in all categories. But that's how you really get a sense of what's popular. Mm-hmm. And that can be, just mm-hmm. keep hitting it. Can be very it's shows that have been not existed for a year and a half. Yes. Recently, oh, the Bruno, the movie Bruno has a promotional <laughs> podcast <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's hovering around in this mid seventies. Wow, we're sort of at this point jockeying for a position with the Bruno promotional podcast. It's like those ghost websites for movies. <laughs> That they had for a while, then they're still def- they're there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nobody pulled the back plug when they up. had websites <laughs> for movies. Now it's all Facebook.com slash Nymphomaniac. I remember for <laughs> years so you joined the fan page for <laughs> Nymphomaniac Volume Two. Literally up until uh, the uh, early aughts, way way down on Washington, there was a movie poster on a bus stop forever for the movie Fled. I don't know if you remember there was this movie called Fled. Oh, with yeah, one of the Baldwin brothers, Stephen. and I think. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin and was it – who else was it? Was it not Cuba Gooding? Him and but, – but this poster was just on this little empty street. They mm-hmm. – no one – like I just fi- I just pictured there was this poster hanging company where someone's got to go down to Washington and get rid of the fled poster. It's been there yeah. for li- literally t- like almost yeah. eight years. I'm not driving down there. And it just stayed there forever and then one day it was gone. It's like the equivalent of like the mail carrier who's just like, all right, now you got to send all these circulars out, and he just like leaves the post office and then just like throws them in, like, <laughs> throws them in a river. He's like, sure, I'll deliver this. Sure, eighty pounds of paper. No, yeah. I'll deliver this. eighty pounds of junk mail. Sure, I'll. No problem. Lisa Jane Persky. Yes. What's the you? When did you join acting? The field of acting. Uh, when did that happen? In nineteen seventy-three. And I got uh, uh, somebody who lived in that building that I lived in came up to me and said that they'd written a play for me. You mean the one with your landlord being was Yoko Ono? Yes, that that's, building? that's the one. You've had the craziest life with this stuff. This podcast thing, though, it reminded me of um, the early days of, of public access TV where there used to be this very elderly lady doing interpretive dancing. All, I mean, that was her show. Mm-hmm. It was the elderly lady interpretive dancing show. But back then, there were only maybe five shows. So, uh-huh. yeah. you yeah. know, if you if you were trying to be cutting edge, you yeah. might run into her. So you might run into the interpretive <laughs> dance I'm lady. sure there's plenty of that now on uh, – I haven't – I haven't on feral that audio. <laughs> feral audio does a lot Seems of that like stuff. They would, they Wait, would. what's feral audio? Is that like the the, the more we're the extreme? They're the fringe, one. you know, where like Earwolf and Nerdist is afraid mm-hmm. to really like go there. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, you know, I'll take yeah. that. You know, that criticism. It's true. Feral audio will uh, they'll go there. Yes, they go okay. where we would never dare. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so what's the first? So you were in you were in where you were in. So this the uh, guy who who was a playwright, um, mm-hmm. an off off Broadway playwright, lived in our building. He came up to me um, a couple days after I graduated from high school and said, "I've written a play for you." Actually, he said, "Darling, I've written a play for you." <laughs> and, and so wrong syllable to stress. He, he wanted <laughs> he uh, wanted me to stress. show up. So I I showed up. So you showed up and you did a play. I did a play at La Mama. Uh-huh. Experimental Theater what was the play on, on, West Forest, on East Forest Street. It was called Grandmother is in the Strawberry Patch. And I played <laughs> the world. Stop. That sounds like a lie you would tell a policeman when he's like, where are you going? Well, I'm, I'm in a play. Really? Yeah, it's called Grandmother's in the Strawberry Patch. I, yeah. I, let me go. 
Or it's like one of those things where you lo- look around the room and you're just like, there's a picture of your grandmother. What's the name of this play? Grandmother is in the, and there's like strawberries on the table. Strawberry. And then there's like a patch on a jacket. Patch. So what was in grandmother's in the strawberry patch? Um, it was one of H.M. Katukas's camps. That's what he called his plays. And um, I play, played the world's most perfect teenager. Mm-hmm. And um, there was uh, a man playing the woman next door. Okay. And uh, a lot of a lot of time was spent talking about how Formica looked almost like, you know, wood. Okay. <laughs> the opening night, um, the playwright came running onto the stage and yelled at everyone because the lead actress couldn't remember her lines and. So he was just losing it. He lost it and tomato de plenty from the screamers years later came up wow. to me and said, Lisa, remember that play you did? Um, I was there when um, Katugas ran up on stage and, and I wanted to know, if, is that, was that part of the play? <laughs> the idea of the playwright. It must have been hard for a while there in the early 70s to tell with all the experimental yeah. people. Yeah. Like what, what was how many mistake? people died in fires? We were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. oh this is cool. You yeah. say, get out of the yeah. fire. This is right. awesome, man. Yeah. Like, there was a point last night I went back to my car after the movie, and then, like, there was, like, a fire alarm in the parking garage. And then it's – I'm just like, it's all right. Uh, Ant-Man will save us. <laughs> like I'm still like half stuck in the reality of a movie. It's like there's nothing. You should have seen the stuff that just went on. Yeah. Like this is – oh, this will sort itself. I was like, no, this this is where you burn to death. It's working. Yeah. What, is, what does the Hollywood Handbook do? Like the, is the podcast – do you review films? Do you talk to – Oh, we'll get ready for this. <laughs> How awkward this explanation is going to be. No, no, no. (laughs) We give advice on Hollywood uh, from the perspective of two people who have sort of been around the block. And uh, Shelby Farrow at one point said that she had asked you if you wanted to be on it. But uh, now this makes me feel like she was lying, which I always kind of suspected. No, no, Mm -hmm. Shelby's cool. I'm sure my my schedule was insane and I couldn't do it. I'm just kidding. That would have been a very weird decision for you (laughs) at any time. So you bring in people that have been here for a while and they go, let me tell you something, kid. Is it that kind of – It's all a joke. Yeah, uh, we bring on our friends. We just uh, – It's very obnoxious. Uh, we essentially try to recreate the worst conversation you've ever sat next to at the Hollywood Coffee Bean um, as, as if nice. it's us. And then we bring in our friends to talk about like how the real audition takes place in the waiting room or something like yeah. that and mm-hmm. uh, how to – what kind of power plays you should enforce on the other <laughs> losers who are sitting there with you. It's wow. so funny. It's my favorite podcast now. Tom, have you talked about how you were on the cover of the LA, the page one of the LA Times yeah, yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I, heard, I heard that. Wait, I what? I was on the cover. It's Get right here. This. I have a copy. Look at this. It's an article about Wally Ferriston, yeah. the cue card gentleman for SNL and yeah. uh, Seth Meyers. But then we're on the cue card. The cue card he's holding in the picture yeah. says, I want to thank. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Anna Kendrick. And I just picked this up yeah. organically. Uh-huh. I did not know that okay. you were on the front the front page. So you don't read the pa- – you're not like a news junkie where you're just like, I read I read eight papers a day. Remember there are those guys who would just be like – like Mort Saul would be just like, I read 15 newspapers a day. But it's like really – like just like – and they would just – you're overstating how much news you're consuming. <laughs> I remember that Sarah Palin read all of them. 
Mm. All Do of you them. remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had a whole routine. On oh, that. I did, yeah. Um, I won't go into it now. <laughs> I thought you were setting you up, time. man. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> to give you an idea of why Hollywood Handbook is so popular, like Hayes brought a visual thing for all of us <laughs> to <laughs> react to. On the around, There's like, a lot of reacting <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> print media. Yeah. Yes. A lot of us saying what it says on our shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was the first movie you did, Lisa? Sorry um, to sound so accusatory, but... The first one that I did that anyone would know was The Great Santini. I saw you. You were the sister. Yeah. I, my my dad introduced me to that. Very awkward view. Was, was your dad a, a Great Santini kind of guy? or Not really. You know, it made him look pretty good. I see. You know, maybe that was maybe <laughs> that, that was the point. Maybe yeah. that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There are you guys watch this and then you look at yeah. me <laughs> after it. Yeah, well, you have that great that scene great. where you're tormenting Robert Duvall about I'm um, dating this like yes, it's so it's politically so, incorrect. Uh, yeah, today that would be oh the think pieces it would launch, but it's a terrific <laughs> scene. Yeah, you do that. That's a lot of fun. Duvall, that's amazing. So, you know, Matthew McConaughey, I've noticed he does that Duval thing with his tongue. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Where he sticks out his tongue? He even does it in the commercials. Really? Does that huh. Duval thing. What commercials is he doing? Lincoln. Oh, oh I think that Robert Duval. No, not, not, not Duval. I was trying to picture yeah, what no, he, no. <laughs> yeah. he would be doing. What would he that? be com- <laughs> Catheter commercials. <laughs> <that point. laughs> Boo. Oh. Right, suddenly it's like, hi, oh. Robert. Robert Duval. Yep. Yep. He's very athletic. I'm here. <laughs> was he always working out back then on, on set? Was oh, he always... he's a total jock. Oh, he is? Yeah, I remember thinking, you know, I, I just learned a lot about actors because I just thought, you know, he really gets to the meat of the role, right? But he's just, he's like a, you know, he's a dancer, he's a, a tennis player, he's just one of those really jock. Came through in The Judge. Oh, yeah. Mm, right. You could tell. Yeah. He seems like one of the guys who would wear like remember how like like uh, Sid Caesar started wearing those really tight oh pol- yeah polo shirts just to try to convince everybody how like ri- like I'm 60 and I'm ripped. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Curtis yeah. would do that yeah. at the end. He wear the tight black t-shirts. Yeah. Like oh dude, remember Tony Curtis on on uh, when he hosted Hollywood Babylon? Did you ever watch the sh- the syndicated show? It was one of my all time favorite shows. There was this show Hollywood Babylon, and Tony Curtis would host. He would just shoot the intros. He clearly shot the entire season in a day. And just be like, Marilyn Monroe was such a special woman. And she had, he would be like, and he, he wore these like black strangler gloves so much. Like literally I'm going to <laughs> strangle someone after this and I can't. Is he trying to bring up like Boston Strangler? Like one of my greatest performances. Yeah. As the Boston Strangler. <laughs> and I appeared. And then I did to- Stony Curtis after that. <laughs> the Flintstones. Oh, God, that's right. Did he do the voice for that? Or was that just like the guy who did the... Well, now I feel like looking <laughs> it up. I don't know. Too, no. Remember the other Fred Flintstone? Like when the one guy either yeah. cro- croaked or they yeah. just got some other guy. To that was like, just such a throwaway. Like, yeah. Really? Was, you guys... Yeah, when they changed Bugs Bunny, when they changed Kermit the Frog, when they changed Fred... Fred Darren Stevens. No, yeah, yeah. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's sick. Did any of you guys see Danny Collins, that movie with Pacino? No, I would love to know. Okay, I think you should see it. I think you should see it and we should all reconvene. 
Okay. <laughs> like right now? I'm on it. <laughs> Go do it? For sure. I would see. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know if I could see that, though. No, you can't. He's wearing scarves, a lot of scarves. He's well, he famous. You can like, totally see yeah, it. Yeah. He has that look to me. There's like a certain thing that famous people do when they walk into a room where a guy like that walks in with sunglasses on, holding a cup of coffee when they like come in slowly as if they're just like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Like they're just taking it like I'm just here with my coffee and I'm just – so everybody's like working around and they come in and they just like survey the room like they're just they, it's like an attempt to look so casual that's so affected with just like <laughs> I just grabbed my coffee and I swung by to see what's going on at in the production office. Oh, everybody's working. It's like and they know everybody's looking at them. <laughs> just me casually with my coffee. Oh, it drives me up the wall, right? Right? I knew someone who was in a Best Buy commercial with him, which proves, I think, your theory that he really fully commit. Like in Jack and Jill, he uh, oh, just like fully, fully. I stand by his performance in Jack and yeah, Jill. He just gives it yeah. his all every time he goes out there. He was just like – he did not look at that any differently than like and justice for all. Yeah. Like yeah. He's just like – Same intensity. I'm here to work. <laughs> I'm going to work. So he he did a Best Buy commercial in the UK. Okay. Uh, and this woman was like a geek squad person who was helping him fix his computer or something. And he took her aside during a break to give her a note. He wasn't like uh-huh. happy with like how it was going. And he's like, you know, uh, I think your character, uh, she should really care about doing a good job. <laughs> so he just, you know what I mean? Well, I can't, yeah. Tony, Thanks, I can't find Tony. I can't find Tony Curtis in, <laughs> in uh, uh, Flintstones. However, I do. He is on an electric light orchestra, out of the blue tour live at Wembley, and he introduces them at Wembley Stadium, like in 1978. So what was the? So it's ELO guys. When Wembley, I mean, who? Just first thing that comes to your mind, introducing you. Oh, Tony Curtis yeah. would be the guy that we have go out there. Sure. Let's fly him over. Let's fly Tony Curtis from Los Angeles for first class ticket. Super expensive five-star hotel so that everyone in the audience can be like, I don't know what that – I'm here to – some old guy came out and said, ladies and gentlemen, electric light orchestra. Then I saw what I paid to see. <gasps> what the – Oh, Gary. Wow. What up, bro? Uh, how- how you doing, man? Oh, JP! Gary, I've missed you. What's up? <laughs> You've gotten involved in that big time Hollywood you thing, haven't it? you? What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's up? <laughs> butt frogs. It's the butt frogs. The butt frogs. <laughs> what? Do you know the butt frogs? No. Budweiser. You know the little frogs that would croak? Oh. The Budweiser thing? It was a commercial. Oh. What's no. up? Are you friends well, with no, those guys? Say what's up. Gary, are you barnstorming commercial auditions while you're out here? I've been doing a few. Oh. <laughs> Bombing. <laughs> oh, I got nothing. It's rough, isn't no it? No one cares. I'm sorry. Show business. I know. I know. It's just like 
AJ Benz has said, yeah. ain't it a bitch? <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah. Ain't it, it a bitch? It's a dog-eat-dog world! It really is, Gary. <laughs> and I'm wearing milk bone underwear! <laughs> <laughs> His business isn't working. Uh, <clears throat> came out here to audition. Can you can you say the the companies you went auditioning for? Or was there a, an NDA? Sign any NDAs? Signed a few NDAs. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can you give us some hints? Sure. Okay. Not. Not Dairy King, <laughs> but. Dairy. Mm, yeah, I, <laughs> if, queen. If Dairy I, Queen. Okay, Dairy Queen. Oh, I didn't know they have commercials anymore. But I'm also working with the Sonic dudes. What? I thought I could be their buddy. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, what's in that brownie blast? <laughs> Give me a spoonful. <laughs> what do I look like? The guy like dessert. Those guys are the new Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Sonic! Give me a, give me, show me your commercial for Dairy Queen. Like, what was your, did you have a line? Did you, was it just a, an, an atmosphere read? What yeah, were you yeah. doing? Yeah, it was like this. Who here wants Dairy Queen? <laughs> Who likes it's ice cream? It's my phone, hold on. <laughs> Hello? Yeah? It's my agent. Oh, okay. uh, Shut up. <laughs> hey, what? You what? Oh, no. Oh, no. He just got fired from Chipotle. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm, I'm glad we're here for you. <laughs> Milt Gorman. On the, the week that you're out here auditioning, he gets uh, fired. Five-star entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> He used to work at a Chinese food place. I thought we were going places. At least he had limited health insurance. So do you have to wear costumes to your auditions? Oh, yeah. Is there, is there wardrobe? And... You don't do that. Mm. It's old showbiz. Oh, really? The headshot where I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then a baby holding a giant lollipop. <laughs> Who are these dudes? Who's that? Hi, Gary. I'm Hayes. Uh this is Sean. Hi, Gary. Oh, hi. We have it's a podcast to together. We know you do. Oh, wow. You talk to podcast. A, you talk to a lot of Hollywood Whoa, people. Whoa, you guys and... have a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me brace myself. Okay. Now tell me more about your podcast. Let me guess. It's you two guys and you talk to other people. It's like one-on-one. It's uh, it's A lot of it is based on... I'm starting a new podcast. One-on-one. Masterclass with Gary the Squirrel! <laughs> would you talk to, like, acting students or... Acting! Uh-huh. Directing. Oh. Now, this would be in the headphones, but you're like... Picture... Here, Patton. Yeah. I'm your, I'm your headphones. Okay. This is in the middle. Acting. Directing. <laughs> Writing. Editing. I'm going back and forth for everybody who yeah. don't know. No, like, bouncing your headphones. Yeah. We'll, pot, we'll pa- pan that back and forth. That's nice. Master class. I'm right in the center. 
Masterclass with Gary the Squirrel. My first guest, Tony Cave. <laughs> Get to the bottom of it. American History X 2. They're making the sequel. American History XXL. <laughs> Get it? I, I, I get, get it. I get it. Edward Norton is a male stripper now, but he's got a swastika on him. He can't get jobs at the strip club. American History XXL. You get it, Lisa? Yeah, I get it. Did these two piles of driftwood get it? Yeah, it's from Magic Mike XXL. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. Good, 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 good. I, I have a pitch on another sequel. Let's hear it. It's American. It's American History Triple X, and he and Vin Diesel team up to save the save the United States. I like it. Thanks. I wish I was more confident in it when I said it. What about American History XXL X colon State of the Union 2. <laughs> we get Vin Diesel, Ice Cube, Channing Tatum, and all those other slices of beefcake. <laughs> they strip their way into the White House. Why are you auditioning for commercials? You should be in offices pitching these movies. Are you any pitch meetings this week? Or? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? First, I got my spec script. Nobody liked it. Oh, well, what's it called? It's an episode of Backstrom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah, and this one, Backstrom, Yeah. he goes to, get this, see if you can hang with this. All right. He goes to Scranton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> to solve the murder of Dwight Schrute! <laughs> Why are you potting me down? They don't like it. They didn't like it. Didn't get you uh, any meetings for other shows? Yeah. There's a lot of really good – there's a lot of shows you could write. I mean, you could write for – definitely write for True Detective yeah. or uh, Penny Dreadful. What? Penny Dreadful. I'm not working with a hardnet. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. Periods. There oh, oh, periods. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not a period. Hardnet? No hardnet? Hardnet, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not your hard now. Is there a story there? He's good in that. I think he's good in that show. I don't know if there's any bad blood between you guys. I saw that one movie. Is forty days and forty nights. And that's what it seemed like when I saw it. <laughs> I thought it was in real time. It didn't end. Gary, I love you. I saw that punchline marching up La Cienega. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you can get the punchline to this <laughs> hilarious joke. Here we go. Hold on. Due to a mix-up on Oscar night, I'm going to put you in this one. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Look, when you, this one's got too much teeth. <laughs> You know this is just what we do. That's, I'm in the right. barrel. I'm you in the rolled. barrel. Go ahead. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Here we go. Get ready. I'm ready. Due to a mix-up on Oscar night, Andy Milnakis, Kevin Smith, and Pat Oswalt 
are forced to share a private jet in order to make it to the ceremony in time. What's up in the air, Andy Milanaka says, I'm going to throw a thousand dollar bill at the window and make someone below very happy. Not to be outdone, <laughs> Kevin Smith rips a thousand dollar bill in half and throws it out the window and says, I just made two people very happy. Not even noticing that dumb move. Pat Oswalt, star of what? What is star? Uh, Ratatouille. King of Queens. Yeah. What's up with that one guy? Which which guy? Deke. Oh, Deke. He uh, Deke. He's on the leftovers now, I think. He is. And the affair. Yeah. He's working. You know who's not on the leftovers? <laughs> Who? Billy Gardell. You know why? Because there's nothing left. He doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know what a leftover is. Oh, dear God. That's Mike from Mike and Mo. You want to finish the joke? A lot of teeth. Yeah. You left that hanging. So, yeah, so they know you from King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Why don't you throw me a residual check? <laughs> if I ever got one, that I would. That thing's on all the time. <laughs> I had a very bad agent. I'll put it that way. That show. I had the. I had the. I had the. Uh, I got the Don Wells deal on the uh, King of Queens reruns. You know what I do now? Hmm? I say, uh, what time is it? Oh, it's half past King of Queens. Because <laughs> it's on all the time. It is. It really is. It's the new mash. Yeah, this is the episode. I say, what time is it? Well, we're about ten minutes into the episode where Doug buys an exercise bike. <laughs> so, it's 7.10. <laughs> what time is it? Well, there's five minutes left in the one where Carrie's fighting with her boss. So that means it's 8.55. I was watching an episode of King and Queens the other day. Yeah. The tape broke! <laughs> Alright, where was I? Where was I? Kevin Smith, Torah. Kevin Smith, not to be outdone. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is all off the top of my head, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not to be outdone. <laughs> Kevin Smith rips a thousand dollar bill oh. in half, throws it out the window, says, I just made two people very happy. Not even noticing his dumb move. Bad Oswald. Well, we were here before. This is where it went off track. But <laughs> right where we were. Exactly. You just, did, you just did a previously on this joke. Bad Oswald says, look, I'm going to throw a thousand one dollar bills out the window with my King of Queens residuals. And make a lot of people a little happier. <laughs> At this point, the pilot, who's overheard all this bragging, <laughs> can't stand it. He comes out and says, I think I'll throw all three of you out of the plane and make 250 million people happy. Get it? Get it? 
no. Yeah. Let's go through the room. Get it. I don't. I don't agree with it, but I do. I do get it. Get it? I know. You don't get it. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. Okay. Get your hands. Don't again. bite me. Don't bite me. I don't bite. I don't believe that. Anybody hear about this new Austin Powers movie? <laughs> What's up with that? Is there a script floating around? Ivan, Ivan, you want to get a read or something? Yeah. Audition? Who would you play in an Austin Powers movie? The mini-me. <laughs> Slap a bald wig on my head. Van Troyer. Sorry, Vern. <laughs> Let me make the call. I want to fire his ass. Yeah, Vern. Yeah, scare the squirrel. <laughs> I just lowballed you. Took your gig. <laughs> so, and I'd say, you know, I'd say to him, so Gary, show business. Are you... Ain't it a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> are you the kind of squirrel that thinks they can play any role? Sure. You're not just restricted to squirrel roles. No, no. You could do anything. Yep. You Pretty could... good. <laughs> Pretty, pretty good. You could do like the... You know that is? Hmm? Larry pretty, David. Pretty, pretty good. <clears throat> wow, it felt like Larry David was in yeah, the room for yeah. a second. Put me on Broadway in that role. <laughs> right? That'd be great. Jason Alexander has a unfortunate tumble. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to fill in? We got a packed house. <laughs> Rosie Perez. Mm-hmm. Who else is in that show? Who else is in that show? That's a good question. I don't know. Maria Conchita Alonzo? <laughs> no? No? Then I'm out there going, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the show is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Curb! Curb! Think they'll do another uh, season of that? Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah? Curb! What do you think of the new shows on HBO? Ballers and The Brink and... Yeah. You watching those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Name them. Ballers. Yeah. <laughs> it's Entourage for dumb people. <laughs> if Entourage was too heady, don't worry. You have ballers. What about uh, uh, what about this new season of Orange is the New Black? Do you, do you catch up on the Netflix shows? Are you on those? Or no. Do you, no? Not I don't like Netflix. Really? Hulu! <laughs> <laughs> what are you liking on I Hulu? I heard you have a new show. <laughs> yeah? It's on Hulu. <laughs> Minus! <laughs> Whoa, this what? Is- Wow. It's, it's too bad they really? just got rid of that plus. Yeah. Yeah. Still there. Really. Still there. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't update your current version of Hulu. You still see Hulu Plus. Just seemed out of the blue. Seemed very mean. Very aggressive. Zinger. Yeah. It is know, a zinger. To be fair. Yeah. That line is actually from my Backstrom spec. <laughs> Failed to set the world on fire there? <laughs> yeah. You know who really didn't like my bathroom spec? <laughs> Let me guess. Rain Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> he threw me out of his office. Seems like rubbing it in. Yeah. To take it to yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, it really does seem like rubbing it in. I didn't realize, apparently, it's bad form to 
two. Write a spec script for a show that got canceled. Where one of the other person's characters is murdered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the murder was pretty brutal. (laughs) You know who did it? I'll tell you who did it. Who ends up doing it? Since it it will be probably one of these blacklist scripts. Uh Right? Yeah. Blacklist. Mm Mm-hmm. You know who did it? Who? Oscar! (laughs) From the office. Oh, God. Yeah. You know who they think did it? Who? Kevin! (laughs) (laughs) So, commercial, spec scripts, any voiceover stuff? Any, uh... Yeah, the voiceover. Yeah? Yeah. For, like, an animated thing or a product? Eh, do whatever pays. I'm like... I'm like Trejo that way. <laughs> I, if the check clears, I'm there. <laughs> Trejo. Yeah? I was cast as his son on his sitcom, Trejo. He had a sitcom <laughs> called yeah. Trejo? Yeah. Was it single camera or multi-camera? They fired him. You know who they put in it? Who? Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Was the rest of the cast originally Like Adam Goldberg uh, Was like his friend The only one recast was Trejo They almost called it Trejo With Jim Gaffigan It would be him In his machete vest Oh god I'm a stand up Oh, really? Are you going to do any sets while you're in town? No, he was a stand Oh, he was. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That is true. He's a great stand Yeah, I'll do some sets. I'm going over to the comedy store. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, now that Dane Cook got banned, he could probably get some spots. Yeah. No, no, he got, I'm sorry, he got banned from... The Factory. Laugh Factory. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you, a Laugh Look, Factory guy or a comedy store guy? If Dane Cook worked at, a, at an actual factory that was a Laugh Factory... Within two months, he would have been brought in. His boss would have had to sit down with him. Yeah, we're doing a performance review uh, here at this laugh factory. Um, your productivity is shockingly low at this factory where we make laughs. You are making the least amount of laughs of everyone working in this factory. <laughs> this is, I mean, just for his career. Yeah. I'm sorry, worried about Gary and like he's just making so many enemies. You, Burn it, Bridget! <laughs> yeah. Get ready for my Montreal roast. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna out roast Kidline. I'll do the roast. Talk the recap show. Talking roast. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> call it Time Isn't Kindler. That's the recap show. I love it. Oh, boy, that joke Will sucked. you produce it? <laughs> Will the... you produce it? Sure. Absolutely. That's what I need. Star power. <laughs> Get your name on there. Will you be in it, oh, I'd Lisa? Lo- sure, I'd love to. I, I would jump at the opportunity. What if we redo like something you did in the past? Uh, I can't climb trees like... Santini! Like what? The Greater Santini. <laughs> the Greater Santini. Okay. Right? Sure. 
<clears throat> Which one was I'm that in. again? I'm in. Is that the one with... No, that was Full Metal Jacket. Wait a minute. How about you redo it and you call it the Great Santini? And it's Gary as Santini. Oh, the Great Santini. That has wings. Yeah. You're bouncing the little basketball yeah. off of the, the acorn. He's yeah, bopping the acorn. the acorn. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm bouncing the acorn off your head. <laughs> right? Yeah. Shape up a ship out. Did he say that in that movie? Yeah, well, or, or uh, tr- try this. Um... What we have here. No, that's That's close. No, no, no. It's cool hand look, but close. It wasn't hard. Didn't you always go Halo sports fans? Or yeah, or, uh, Santini chews choo- nails while other kids are sucking cotton candy. Choose nails. Okay. Try it. Try it. What's that again? A Santini chews nails while other kids are sucking cotton candy. A Santini <laughs> chews nails. While the other kids are sucking cotton candy. There you go. There, wow. Good, right? That was intense. That scary. was intense. You're scared it's going to bounce a basketball <laughs> yeah. off your head. I was a little, I was a little wor- worried what there. What we got here? Oh, Lord. A, <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem, Private Pile? But that's the wrong thing. That's, again, other. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> no? <laughs> a little jumbled up I there, Gary. That. Oh, I didn't realize you were all here. <laughs> well, good evening. That's my Moon Man show. Oh, oh, mm. oh, okay. When I wrote Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> <laughs> you should save all this for this week Look, when you're in these meetings. Oh. Guys, mm. I gotta go bail. I gotta go help milk. Oh. Because he got fired ba- from Chipotle. Did you say oh. bail? <laughs> I got to bail him out. Emotionally. Okay. Oh, I get it. So what? Did, how can you guys help me? Uh, we were... I mean, staff! <laughs> I need to staff up! Yeah. Staff it! Uh, you Alan have a- Gregory! <laughs> you want to staff on Alan Gregory? Yeah. You like that show? I do. I'm a rich kid. I'm a rich eight-year-old. He may or may not have been a child genius. Yeah. He wasn't. (laughs) No, he wasn't, but... You know, that wasn't really made clear on the show. (laughs) Maybe you could have helped us crack that. Should have punched it up. Instead of punching that up, they should have punched out whoever greenlit it. Yeah, we're going to do a punch-out on this script. (laughs) You mean a punch-up? No, we're going to go punch out whoever greenlit this. Thoughts? Lisa? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no thoughts on that. Maybe a new spec. What's the new, like, the thing yeah, that you should hotness? do a spec on now? It's the new hot show you should write for. Boat! Modern Family or what? What? Boat! Boat? What? Boat? Boat! Boat? Fresh off the boat! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, do a boat spec. Ooh, that's that's right. the voice on the Goldbergs! Yeah, I do. Get me in. That's good. You want to do Get a, me in. a little? Maybe the kid gets a squirrel as a pet. No, I need to do a voice. Oh, oh, he doesn't. Yeah, oh, man. you would do the voiceover on the Goldberg. You sit one out. You'd, be, you'd be the grown-up kid. How do you? Here's the one thing I want to know about that. Go ahead. Is that kid psychic or something? Because he's always like. Meanwhile, mom was in the middle of a thing. How does he know what his mother is? <laughs> Dude, don't please don't blow this gig for me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's a good gig. I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. It's a funny show. 
It's a good. I, I you like know it. it is a funny show. Goldbergs. <laughs> Gotta get that guy on there, Garland. Garland. Mm. Yeah. Maybe he could produce uh, your thing. He could. He he's always making stuff. I'll do it. Yeah. Jeez. Just, just want someone to eat yeah. acorns Jeez, with. Too. Yes. <laughs> just want someone to eat acorns with. Acorns. <laughs> Dealing with idiots. That was a new one. Yeah. Could have helped out with that. Could have helped me. Hey, but this business, it's not called show friendship. Nope, it sure isn't. not called show friendship. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> Ain't it a bitch? <laughs> right, LJP? Yes, right. Maybe you should write a book. Okay. Right? About show business? About my life growing oh. up in the 70s. Sure, we'd have to in... come do some interviews, you no, know. No, just take your book, put my name <laughs> okay, on it. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it? This happened to me. The 70s were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? That's good. It's true. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too on point. And I'm exhausted by all you guys. <laughs> Get out of the squirrel. Out. Bye. Whoa. He's, God, he Get runs away so fast. Good heavens. His microphones are... That's amazing. Right now, right? We blew everything out. Wow. No? You managed the levels on that? Yeah, I managed it. You guys give him such a hard time on your your show. Engineer Brett? Yeah. Well, you see, we're pushing him to achieve. Yes. (laughs) You see how good he is now? Mm -hmm. How well he managed the the spiking situation there? What you guys have done? Yes. Of all the engineers, who's the one that you guys have took from worst to first? (laughs) There's... A new guy mm-hmm. uh, named Ryan, uh, who I think we're pretty impressed with. The other ones are pretty much a write-off situation. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm looking for for Earwolf? I'll say this on your show. Uh, a woman or a minority in the engineer chair. Ooh. Yep. Fair enough. The I under- like it. I've written yeah. Scott Ackerman a lot of letters. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott's a closet white power guy. He's never going (laughs) to. He's, yeah, starting with the engineers on Earwolf. Yes, and soon the entire world. He says that. (laughs) Just immediately when the mic's off. Yes. He launches right into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really, it's rough to be around. It used to be Earwolf with a U. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that's going to be? Somebody just got their uh, little selected quote in Podmass. <laughs> Somebody, did you get that one, uh, Todd? <laughs> Todd Vander uh, Vanderwolf. Todd Vanderwolf. Todd Vanderwolf. <laughs> and that just got it. That just got this show taken off of exactly. Podmass said, totally. for six months. Yanked it right off. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> time We're out. You to time out. I'm not going to write about your show. Todd. He's really nice. They're all nice up really there. Great. Everybody's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. at AV Club. All one's better than the next. Yeah, Look, yeah just I'm, about. I'm done with Chris Hardwick, so i got to slide to the next thing. Look out, AV Club. Here comes Tom. So anybody who's got audio of AV Club people talking, I'm going to need uh, them in wave file form. So please. Um, so... I think we should wrap this up. Did you have I fun? Agree. 
Did you have fun? Oh, Lisa? I always have such a good time. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. So you're working on your book. Yes. It's going to have it done by September. Yes, I have a piece coming out in uh, the Pitchfork Review and probably – it's issue number seven. I think. What's it about? About – Can you say? Yes. It is about um, – it's a day in the life of a proto-punk 1976. Oh, cool. nice. So. There you go. So that and the book – yeah. That's keeping you busy. That's it's more than that. And Andy, your your uh, your husband, Andy Zacks. Andy Zacks, yes. Who people know as the music the geek. The music geek. From Beat the Geeks. Andy would like you to come to Idaho. I know. I would like to go. That place Wait, sounds amazing. What's in Idaho? Well, there is a blue part of the state. Uh-huh. That's quite nice. Oh, I had no idea. And um, Adam West is there. Really? Yeah. But like, does the state use that for their tourism thing? We got Adam West. No, just us. Oh. Only, only, <clears throat> only we do. So, to, you know, one of these days, I'll be here, and he can come do it. There you go. Yeah, I was seemed to miss he would him. Love that. Yes. Now, Pat and Oswalt, you. I'm just taking a summer break. I'm not doing anything. But you've got your book is is out. Is it, it's in oh. hardcover now? Is it going to be book is in hardcover? It'll be in paperback in October, I believe. Uh, Silver Screen Fiend. Silver Screen Fiend, which is a great book. Thank you. I read it uh, uh, a long time ago, and you it was were really nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really glad you liked that book. No, it was great because it, it's about you. You found an angle by by telling your story. Not like you found an like you making stuff up. Like you're telling your story. <laughs> I found a way into telling it. Yes, and it was like specifically you, but it was not. It's, a, it's everybody can relate to the idea of getting obsessed with something, but it was yes. your very specific version of getting obsessed. And there's that point when you just think, "I will keep." Watching all these movies, right. and then I will be like qualified to write and direct things. Yes, and then it be- and then it becomes a struggle for me to pull myself out of that world. Yeah, because there is no that's that's like the person who stays in school for their entire exactly. life, getting ready for a job they actually have no <laughs> interest in ever They're having. Never going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So the book is hardcover now, mm-hmm. paperback in a, in uh, the fall. Yes, indeed. But then you're you're laying low. Uh, in October, I'll record a new special and album. But right now, I'm just doing little sets around it. Okay. Yeah. And raising a child. And raising a child, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Sure. It really is. I know that there's nothing funny about really enjoying something that much, but it's really fun. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So. It's amazing. Sean Clements. Yes, hi. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks. Well, what's going on with you? What, what, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, Twitter at Sean Clements. Okay. Um, you can find me there. You listen right. to the podcast Hollywood Handbook. Sure. Still trying to cook up a good web series idea, you know? Always, always got the wheels spinning. There you go. I just, because <sighs> it seems like I just need a camera and some buddies, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's the rocket's led to success. The yeah. web series. Seems, keyword yeah. being seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's yeah. how Game of Thrones started. Yeah. Just a little web Cameron series. That George yeah. R. R. Martin did it with an iPhone in his uh, bedroom. That's yeah. how it That's started. That's how he and his friends just <laughs> yeah. hang out. Just started. Uh-huh. He would put different hats on and go, oh, I'm the princess. And yeah, those were good. And, and there it is. Now it's a huge thing. Took mm-hmm. off. A web series. He's still the princess. People don't realize, <laughs> people don't realize that's him. <laughs> CGI, man. Hayes, mm. Davenport. Yeah. 
What are you, what's going on where people can find you where now? They can also find you on the Hollywood Handbook podcast. Yes. And uh, you're going to be a guest coming up soon. I don't know if we can. Sure. I'll that. do that. It's Is a that a great okay? show yeah. that I will eventually listen to. Oh, okay. you're going to. I've burned through almost all the episodes <laughs> oh, in, for like, real? in like six weeks. I've listened to. Not even six weeks. Yeah. Where it's like a month. I've listened to yeah. almost all the episodes. I'm going to download it onto my That's iPhone right so now. Kind. I'm going to subscribe. Hang on. What's the yeah. one people can. What's the, which one do you recommend do. people starting with for people listening? Should I start with the Obama one or work up to that? Uh, yeah, you're not. The you're Obama one is, for is it's flat. Yeah, he oh, really? doesn't really. He doesn't. He, didn't, he doesn't up. get he didn't it. Play, he didn't yeah. play along. He didn't you come know? to play. Oh, that sucks. The Paulie Shore episode <laughs> is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Great Shore. starting point. Uh, and he, yes, that's he, a good way. And that one doesn't yes. alienate anybody. Uh, um, <laughs> subscribed. A, there's oh, a point. Wow. There's a point when you're like. You keep saying like "we's in the juice," and then you say it wrong, and he honestly says to you, "Don't say it like a homo." Yes, that's right. That happens (laughs) to me. Uh, Knowing he's being recorded, he says, "Please don't say it like a homo." Oh, because I'm sorry. This is so unrelated, but a friend of mine went to a benefit for muscular dystrophy that was that was happening at the Laugh Factory. This is. In the early 90s, and Pauly Shore was hosting it. It was connected to the MDA telethon when they would do those satellite shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not kidding. Uh, Pauly Shore came out and said, um, thank you all guys for coming out for this benefit for muscular dystrophy. <laughs> like he oh. said it in the weasel <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's how he That's started the word the to really hit on. <laughs> <laughs> muscular dystrophy. That one's no good. Yeah, that episode. What's your favorite episode, Hayes? Uh, the, the beginning is a fine mm-hmm. starting point. <clears throat> sure. But it's a could, novel. But if somebody's <laughs> going to jump in for one, say you only have one shot at this. Yeah. Like okay. that Lose Yourself song? Oh, Ellie, Kem- <laughs> yes, Ellie it Kemper like did it. <laughs> Ellie Kemper Ellie was Kemper funny. Ellie Kemper is funny. Um... Kumail is Jake Fogelnest. Kumail is a recent one, and he's, he's Kumail is a really he's good re- one. He's really good. Please oh, start with that Paul Shear is good. Andy Daly's yeah. a guest. He's a, Andy Daly's gold. Oh, and Shelby's on there. Hilarious. Shelby we done, had it, done it a couple yes. times. Both Can't of those are wrong. good. And Kumail, I would say, is the one to start with. Right. And if you like that, you'll kind of like the rest because that one's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's only downhill after this one. Of, you enjoyed that hour? Uh, there are slightly worse versions of this 85 more times. I think I need No, I love all of them. can't keep listening to it over and over. I start to lose my mind. <laughs> scary. Because well, then people like listen to this show, and then they're like, I pl- listen to four episodes while playing video games. It's like... What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I'm stuck in the voice of this thing all day long. Why would anybody want to be there that long? There's a reason why in the John Malkovich thing, they got you got out after 40 minutes. It's so good. 15 hours is the most I've mainlined at once. Mm-hmm. Oh, could you imagine? I'm sorry. In, in the car. How... What what better thing is there to do? Other things. No, it's fantastic. A song? You break it up with a song? Well, there's songs on your show. That is true. Good music. Why am I talking you out of listening to the show? I don't know why. Maybe that's I'm coming around. <laughs> Pitch me on it. Yeah, it does. I thought I liked it, but I've been wrong before. Yeah. So, 
everybody, thank you all for coming down. And thank you, Brett Morris, for thank engineering you, tonight. We yeah. can't thank you enough. Thanks, man. Yes. I love it. Expert job. And thank you to Earwolf for letting us do the show here. And I want you all to know that uh, there's Sharpling and Worcester are playing live. Uh, we're going to be touring the West Coast. The end of August and beginning of September, we're doing four shows. We're doing uh, Seattle, Portland, uh, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Where in Seattle? Seattle, we will be at Numo's. Oh, that place. I love Numo's. And then Portland, we will be at Doug Fur. Nice. And then... I saw Holly go lightly there. She was fantastic. Oh, that's all... But when, uh, when was that? few years ago i just i just, i checked into the jupiter hotel and then i went down to the doug fur to get a drink and mm-hmm. she was just well like like in a movie you would walk into this bar and like holly go lightly just up on stage yeah. playing I'm like what it was i was so happy i couldn't believe it well <coughs> the tradition of greatness will continue. <laughs> seattle tw- seattle is august 27th Thursday, August 27th at Numo's. Saturday, August 29th in Portland, Oregon at the Doug Fur. Uh, Thursday, September 3rd, San Francisco, Great American Music Hall. There you go. And then Saturday, September 5th, we'll be in Los Laugh Angeles Factory. at the El Rey Theater. At the Laugh Factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Laugh Factory. We will do a seven-minute set. Doing Dane Cook's old stuff. Four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> they need someone to do his bit. People can check those dates out over at Stereo Laughs. That's L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour. You can buy your tickets there. And everybody should pick up AP Mike's song. He wrote a song and recorded oh, a song. You get it on Bandcamp. It's his uh, tribute to uh, Sun Kill Moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's called Michael Perry. And it, the links are all over. You get the link on uh, my Twitter. I have it up there. It's all over the place. And I want to tell you all about, on the way out, my friends, what is there about uh, the magical city of Las Vegas? That I've had fun there. And it's been fun in a uh, normal PG way. You go there, you do whatever you want. You make that place whatever you want it to be. And the way you do it correctly, you go to Vegas.com. It's a site that's run by people. They know what they're talking about. It's insiders. They live there. They work there. They even party there. They know what it's up. They hook you up with the deals. This is not some national thing. They know what the, what, what the score is. They got deals on shows and tours and attractions Restaurants, VIP bottle service. Mm. Vegas.com has all of that stuff. Listeners have saved money, like $84 at the Bellagio, $90 at Caesars, $100 off at Cirque du Soleil. I could have used that. I saw that Beatles show. I bought the ticket to Window. So I'm still <laughs> trying to pay that thing off. <laughs> you got to see that thing. Love Beatles thing. I'm telling you, that was the craziest thing I ever saw in my life. It's like watching, like, every minute they're coming so close to dying, doing, like, Cirque du Soleil. Like, oh, they're bouncing 200 feet in the air. But then after, like, a half hour, you're, like, still bouncing, still just as life-threatening. I'm a little numb to all of it right now, though. (laughs) So Vegas.com, you go there. Everything is there. 
You get all those discounts. You click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. You enter in my code, Thomas, T-O-M-S. You get an extra 10% off everything but air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. Click on the microphone and get your extra savings by entering in the secret promo code, Tom S. Book today. And, uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Mad Max, mm. Fury Road, which I was just, like, exhausted by. I saw it. I'm just like, everybody else like, who's the greatest movie I ever saw? I was just so tired. Like, it was like the Cirque du Soleil, it was like Cirque du Soleil on cars. I had to go buy the silver, you know, chrome spray paint right I couldn't away. handle that guitar guy either. I was just oh. like, what? <laughs> that it was so funny. I couldn't – I was just was too many people spray-painted white in the thing. <laughs> and then somebody said to me, so kind are you sure you under – it's like understood it. <laughs> they, 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 the entire movie is let's drive that way. And then they stop and they're like, okay, we're going back. That's the entire plot of the movie. I understood it. I was just tired and it was fine. I was just tired by it. Did you get the powerful feminist message? Was that maybe what didn't – Yeah, that did that not really land for yeah. you? No, that the I pretty got... women are worth saving but the milk women you have to leave back at the city? <laughs> <laughs> they're not just pretty. They're yes. uh, Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm sorry. Because yeah. yeah. one of those milk women was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then – yeah. So because somebody actually said was like – I think that you might have had a hard time because there was like no like – there was like not a lot of exposition in it as if I'm just like <laughs> – What's this thing with the steering? Why won't they explain the big rack of steering wheels? Why do they have all the steering wheels mounted on the thing? If I only had context for it, I'd love this. And I liked it. I was just exhausted by it. When it's just nonstop movement, I'm not. That's not what I'm about, man. God, I loved it so much, and I'm holding my tongue. No, I loved it too. I thought it was hilarious. I'm the one, the minority here. I'm the one. No, I know you are, not, and I'm being very funny. And I didn't hate it. Uh-huh. I just didn't love it the way everybody else loves it. I think it just got too. I got everybody hyped it so much, and I went in the thing, and I watched it, and then oh. the, the next day I saw the Entourage movie, and I'm just like, yeah, I think I had a better time watching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. watching that pile of garbage. Oh, there was more exposition uh, in that. I need, to, yeah. I need to rethink our friendship. No, no, no. May have been a little more your speed. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Maybe you don't like the entourage thing. You just need a little context. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the show? Like mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you didn't see. You have to understand. Well, maybe you don't know why everybody cheered when Dom was on the screen. <laughs> he was the fifth entourage member. He scared the other three. Or he used to be his agent. If yeah, you have yeah, that sort yeah. of. Oh boy. The most unrealistic thing in that movie is people walking down sunset. Just having conversations <laughs> like – I've never seen like any normal person no, no one walks walking anywhere. near the Carney's Railroad hot dog car. <laughs> like the final scene is them like in front of that like, boys, I'm back out of the thing. Like why are you – why is Leonardo DiCaprio and and Ari uh, – What's it? What's the real guy? Is Ari uh, Emanuel? Ari Emanuel. Why? Why am I looking in front of that hot dog train car, seeing like the most powerful people in the world just talking out on the street in front of? The yeah, it's s- they not, must be going it, to either Saddle Ranch or Cabo Cantita. <laughs> <laughs> 
If they're at Carnegie, yeah, well, which Starbucks. way were they? Yes, yeah, so there's that Starbucks or, or that cool twelve foot by twelve foot <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. I think there might be a vape shop. There. <laughs> <laughs> be a cool spot to hit. <laughs> All right, Look, all right. I like the movie. Okay. I liked it just fine. Maybe right. I, maybe I was a little logy when I saw it. Okay, I had just eaten a lot of mashed potatoes. Before <laughs> 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 I saw it. <laughs> The theater I'm at has like Thanksgiving food. Yeah, yeah. I told I tell you, don't go to Flicks and Mash. Yeah, that that exactly. changed. Some, some people get high. Yeah. <laughs> some people carve up. <laughs> some people get low. Sure, I'm going to I don't like the right. Flicks and Mash chain, man. I think it's a bad I idea. I liked it. I liked it too. It I didn't mean to, to sound like I didn't. I uh, but it. I called. It, I said I think it's the best car chase I've ever seen, and somebody got really mad at me like that was dismissive. Yeah, but I was like, I think that is what the movie is, the, right? The director says it's a giant car chase. <laughs> yeah, Even he brags movie. about oh, wait, it's a great car, car chase. chase. Yeah, there's a lot of B camera on YouTube. <laughs> a B camera. I've been watching all the B rolls. All right, guys. Thank you all for coming down, and uh, we will be back in New Jersey next week. And thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.